gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? The show starts in ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two. The following is a world-class bullshitters exclusive. Only one unmuted, so I could do the intro. Welcome to world-class bullshitters, epitome of pop culture. I'm your boy, the man with the plan, the original tan, your brother, your mother's favorite other, and your goddamn homie, Dion Green. And joining me tonight are the two of the baddest motherfuckers in the game in the space, Mr. Jeffrey fucking Hicks. Ah, Dion, thank you for taking over the intro. I don't even know what happened. On my end, it was just playing uh, Starship Troopers, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, there's Dion. Let's run with this. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, cool. I I was getting my shit ready, and then I saw the fucking muted icons. I just fucking panicked. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Dion's like, shit, I got to perform. Fuck. Uh, thanks, Dion, for for handling that. Um, you know what? Why don't you finish the introductions? Who else do we got on the show tonight? Yeah, yeah, that's my, that's my guy, guy. And that guy still chuckling in the background, no matter how motherfucking bad things get, or how wild things get, or how much I panic. Nick, Utam. Thank you, Dion. <laughs> Listen, listen, listen. When shit hits, when shit hits, when shit hits the fan, and, and I'm still sitting there scrolling on my phone, not giving a fuck. Things are gonna be okay. It's all right. It's all right. Don't worry. <laughs> make I'll make a couple of calls. Things things will work itself out. Uh, just 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 remember, we were in Albuquerque, and we all uh, got crunch bars. Okay, that's it. That's our story, and we're sticking to it, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's the story. We're sticking to it. Yeah. Now, folks, we'll be joined in a few moments by. American Ramrod Kendo Slice. So just sit back and get ready because we have a great episode for you tonight. It's episode 300. Why do I keep doing this? I keep posting that it's episode 351. This is the third episode 351 we had. Let me fix that. It's episode 353. I got it on the title right, but not here. There we go. It's not, what would this be? Uh, Three weeks ago still. So um, yeah, folks, there we go. It won't let me change it, but uh, well... It's episode 353. There we go. Folks, we got a ton of stuff to cover tonight. We're going to be playing Word of the Day. We're going to be playing our uh, headline game. We're going to be talking a little bit about the summer of bullshit and a whole lot more. So before we start tonight's show, do us a favor. Hit that thumbs up button to let us know that you enjoy WCBS. Also, folks, we're going to be celebrating tonight. We hit 180,000 subscribers, so that's why we got our beer out. We're going to have some fun with that. We're going to be playing along. Uh, You can play along at home with some of the games we play as well. We're going to be also covering the aftermath of The Mandalorian and uh, some other news. Apparently, Hollywood is trying to get out of uh, charging Alec Baldwin and Rust. So uh, when Kendo gets here, I'd love to hear his take on all of that fun stuff. But before we start the show proper, let's catch up. Uh, Nick, what's new with you, man? Nothing much, man. You know, just getting ready. Uh, just what is it? Um, apparently, my, my June is going to be crazy. I'm going to go... Um to the Friday the 13th reunion the first weekend. And then I think I have a convention uh, in Knoxville the second weekend. And then the th- and then like the last weekend, I'm going to Chattanooga for a film festival, the Chattanooga Film Festival. I'm going to be there all weekend, uh, rubbing elbows with people, 
watching weird shit. And apparently there's a masquerade party at some point. So we'll see what happens if uh, Tom Cruise shows up or not. Now, folks, Nick will be uh, there if you're at the masquerade party. Don't make eye contact, but say hi. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't. You never make eye contact. You never make eye contact. Yeah, not with Nick, at least. It's like uh, looking into the eye of a storm. You just you can't look away, and then, oh, shit, it's too late. I I didn't look away. <laughs> what? A, you're like the male Medusa. It's like, hey, Dude, it's why, why, did, why did I become that all of a sudden? Because you love Clash of the Titans so much. Sure, sure. I mean, it, I, mean I, did, I, did, I did watch a lot of that as a kid, but look that's here me, or bitch. there. Look at me, bitch! What was that? What was that? What was that? Look at me, bitch! That's what we need as a T-shirt. It's just Nick's face with Medusa snake hair, and just look at me, comma bitch, underneath it. It It sells itself, honestly. Look at me, bitch is the newest catchphrase from WCPS. Look at me, bitch! (laughs) We got to get a look at me, bitch button. Um, Speaking of uh, oh speaking of buttons, our friend Ninja Lawyer Steve will be pressing his buttons. He sent in a nice, generous super chat uh, that we'll be addressing in a little bit. But folks, we're at episode 353, and it's time to see what's up with Dion. Dion, what have you been up to lately, man? Man, fucking running around. You know, the, these motherfuckers in 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 the in the Michigan portion of the of the family here are crazy as fuck. So you know, mm-hmm. Diane's crazy. You know, Hillary's crazy. Devin, that damn D2 is crazy. So, you know, they got me running around. You know, I know. I'm joking, you know, I'm joking. Um, and here he's about to come in here and start. Okay. Okay, cool. He didn't. So, yeah, that's a snapshot. But it's been good. It's a good type of busy, man. Just getting excited for the spring here. I'm always kind of like kind of half depressed after WrestleMania because, you know, we had this build at WrestleMania. It was fun. And then things are just kind of quiet. But here the last few weeks or so. I've been chasing these crazy fools around um, for the last couple of weeks. And, you know, obviously we got, you know, we're playing shit for the summer. So I'm kind of just in TV dad planning mode. Level. So I'm, it's been good, man. It's been good. Fucking Oberon's back out and stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm over here fucking vibing on 420 with my people. Let's fucking dude. Go. I'm excited for all this stuff planned in the summer because for the first time in three years, it includes me. Cause I'll be back in Ohio. So we're going to be having fun and folks, we might do a, a, a live stream or two drunk at Kings Island. I've never been kicked out of Kings Island before, but it's been a dream of mine. I might have to drive up and get kicked, get kicked out with you guys. I'm just saying. Well, you know? I'm saying. We can, uh, at the place, my new place of living, there will be enough space for all of us so everyone can come crash there. And uh, most people should have beds. So, Nick, you're more than welcome to come stay with us. Don't, and, don't, uh, yeah, don't. <laughs> don't threaten me with sounds, a good time is what you're about yeah, to tell me, right? Like, don't, like, don't threaten me with a good time. Shit, that's a, yeah, that's a bad idea, man. Yeah, you come up. My uh, my mom will make some breakfast for everybody, and then we'll oh, be off to ride roller coasters. <laughs> I don't know though, man. I gotta say, in my ketchup portion, I perfected biscuits and gravy over the weekend. You guys got all those nice. pictures, right? Yeah, we did. So it, today's the special. Everyone's like happy 420 in the chat. Of course, it's 420. So happy uh, anniversary of something to somebody. But. Uh, over the weekend, I bought something, some kind of special candy, and I, I uh, wanted to cook breakfast for myself. And so I bought all the stuff at the store, but I forgot biscuits. And so uh, it all had kicked in, and I was too lazy to go to the store. I'm like, well, I guess I just won't eat biscuits and gravy. And then I Googled what you need to make biscuits. So I made homemade biscuits because I was dedicated to have that biscuits and gravy, dude. That is the food <laughs> of the you, gods. It took you three hours to make biscuits, but you did it. Under an hour, man. 
that's good. That's good. I I know my way around a kitchen. I was like, all right, we got to sift the flour, do this, do that, and like the longest portion was letting the biscuit dough sit for thirty minutes. Other than that, it was a fucking breeze and a half. Long story short, I I spoiled myself. Biscuits and gravy from a restaurant just won't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, man. That's good. Humble also, um. Also today, uh, Quasi comes out from Broken Lizards. The, I saw that last week, so everybody go check that out on Hulu. It's uh, it should be it should be on there. It's the perfect day to release a Broken Lizard film. <laughs> it really is. God damn. <laughs> uh, since we're uh, celebrating real quick, let's first off. This is a very special super chat, so let's read it first. I'm finally not a teen anymore. Your boy is 20 today. Happy birthday, Xavier yay, God. Yay. Welcome to the best decade of your life. Well, I don't know. The 30s haven't been shitty. Dion, were the 20s your best uh, decade? Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. College, wifey, fucking kid happened in my 20s. Yeah, man. I think so far, 30s started off pretty good, though. First three years of the 30s are going pretty well. But 20s, a lot of shit that you and I specifically did that we got away with, which is awesome, right? That's part of the celebration. So yeah, man. I think so far twenties is is they're they're still they're they're on the list. They're at the number one spot for the top ten great greatest decades. We met each other when we were still nineteen, right? So yes. All right, cool. That was the, the tender young age of nineteen. Yeah. Hey, I mean seriously, it was hey, my friend's going to the strip club. You should come with us. All right, let's go. Hey. <laughs> I'll have what he's having after the stripper pile drives his face. It's, you know, it's a tale as old as time. <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> D. Pensack, I'll be seeing you when I get back to Ohio. I'll be at Horror Hound. I'll be at all the Cincinnati Comic Expo shows. I'll be hanging out. And, uh, yeah, man, we'll have to catch up. You have to come to dinner with us at one of these shows. It's going to be a lot of fun. Fuck yeah, man. Uh, so... Let's see what else is going on. I don't know. It's like fun to just catch up before we start talking about everything. I've been on a couple streams this week where it was a nice, relaxed flow. I was over on Pete's stream. Itepukui and his birthday was yesterday. Nick, you were over there as well. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. We were we were doing holy shit news and uh, singing happy birthday to him and having a good old time. It was it was a good it was a good time. It was a good time. What are you? Uh, what is your most memorable birthday? Is it is it uh, being on YouTube? <laughs> the best birthday i think i've had in a while was when we did the big uh party when everybody came to town oh shit yeah um i think god i think it was my 21st because uh my family had planned planned something out and like two of my friends took me out that that day and you know and um i had like i had no idea what was going on i was completely oblivious i was pissed off that whole day because like they kept driving me around and doing dumb shit and i was like where the fuck are we going like we're, like we went out in the middle of goddamn nowhere in tennessee and I was like, what the fuck are we doing out here? And my friend's on his phone all the time. It's like, get off your goddamn phone and tell me what's going on. He's like, don't worry about it, man. We got it. Don't worry about it. And I had like, I was just entirely pissed off at him. And then once we once we got back, um, <laughs> by the way, my family's not this smart because I drove into the, I got into the driveway and you saw all these cars, you know, just there. And I was like, oh, I understand now. Yeah. <laughs> so before I got to, to the door, yeah, before I got to the door, I was like, I know what's, I know what's going to happen. Just means they love you, Nick. Yeah, no, that was fun. That was fun. Um, I think it was the day before I turned 21, actually. So, like, they gave me all this alcohol, and it's like, you can't drink until tomorrow. I'm just like, ah, fuck you guys. I'd be like, look, it's tomorrow and back home, so I'm drinking right now, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that, that was that was fun. That was a good time. 
God. Speaking of good times, folks, be prepared because there's a lot of good times coming this summer from WCBS. We have the summer of bullshit. And now today we had discussed what our first live stream of the summer of bullshit will be. We don't have a date. We don't have our regular schedule yet. But we are going to be giving you guys a double feature crossover. We're going to be hanging out with one of our favorite YouTube channels. Um, and we're going to be doing a double feature of I Know What You Did Last Summer. Why? Because it's the summer. And Jack Black wears a Rasta wig and will be drunk. But... <laughs> and sell, some, and sell some, some fucking dank weed. Yeah. Figure why not tie everything together on this uh, glorious day of smokage? Is that the right word for it? I don't know. I'm drinking today, so I'm not even partaking in the uh, the tradition. But I digress. But yeah, folks, join us. That's going to be fun. We'll be drinking. We'll be partying. We'll be doing all kinds of stuff. And if you guys have recommendations, you know we're going to do those as well. So if you want direct access to us, check us out over on Patreon or join our membership program. Uh, that'll give us direct access to that. Or shoot us an email at worldclassbs at mail.com. The best mail. Oh, oh sorry. Dot com. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and you'll be able to contact us there. <laughs> The other, oh, the other guy had the job and apparently got to pick up a slack nut because he's not here. <laughs> you look, he's got a lot going on. We'll, uh, I know we'll give he him does. a break this I time. know he does. I love giving him shit. It's fine. I do too. It's uh, <laughs> it's in our prerogative. You think you, oh, man. you can't you know let what? a bullshitter go in, unripped on. Yeah, well, now, now now that you come back to Ohio, we need to do the, uh, the fucking whiskey slash bourbon slash, I don't know, distillery tour of Kentucky or wherever it is and just, you know, go drinking one day. You, you're not going to hear me say no. <laughs> I remember when we were down in Gatlinburg and we did the moonshine tour. That was fun because that was back when the samples were free. Well, they're not free, but they're not that much either. And there are like ten times as many places now, and it's it, it, and it's everything from like cider to wine, and that's about yeah. Cider and wine is like the new thing now, and there there are a couple places like that. But literally from one end to the other, you just walk and you'll get drunk with all the samples they give you. It's 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 insane. Fuck yeah, man. It's a, it's a party time. Oh, yeah. Thank you, superfan Adam Shawhan. He's uh, he's hitting it for everybody tonight, so salute to good you, man, good sir. Good man, good man. That's my boy, me and him. Especially when we fucking summer of bullshit starts. Gonna oh, be yeah. plenty of goofy stories on the channel. Uh, we'll be getting to some goofy stories in a minute, folks, when we do headlines. But uh, one last thing in honor of 420... Favorite movie stoners. I'm going to, you know, draw some controversy. I still like Jay and Silent Bob. They're my favorite movie stoners. But let's hear some other ones you guys like. Red Man and Method Man from Hell High. Um, oh, my gosh. I'm drawing a blank on Chris Tucker's character's name from Friday. But Craig and... <laughs> Smokey. Smokey, thank you. Craig and Smokey, dude. Like, that, that movie's so great. Hillary still hasn't seen it. What? Uh, yeah, we gotta fucking we gotta watch that. We might have to do that for the channel now. Like that, my move. You know, great John Witherspoon, Tiny Lister, fucking Big Worm. Like, uh, they're my favorite smoker smokers for sure. Big hole, big worm, big. I don't give a damn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Dude, you talk about a franchise that shits the bed though after the first movie. Like the first yeah. one's a classic, and then the next one's just the next one. Well, yeah, get John me started on the third. And then two random motherfuckers who directed the sequels. And it's like, you just can't, you just can't do that. Now, hold um, on a second. I um, do also, know this also, uh, Harold and Kumar. Ah, yep. pick and save says them as course. well. Yep. yep. That, Dave Chappelle and Half-Baked. We got Cheech and Chong from Robot Shlomo. Cheech and oh, Chong, yeah. probably pound for pound the greatest 
smoker duo in movies for sure. They did it first. They were fucking great at it. You know, they fucking and then there's a person alive who'd be like they wouldn't want to toke up with the Cheech and Chong. Yeah, dude, they're still cool as shit. That's the oh, thing. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> some old stoners are just you know that old stoners and a burnout, but man, Cheech and Chong are still cool. Like. They never went away either because we grew up with they weren't Cheech and Chong anymore, but they, you know, Cheech Marin was in a million things and Tommy Chong, fuck, he played himself on that 70s show as Leo. So for yeah. the entire generation of people, he's the same shtick, just a different name. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love him. Uh, speaking of the topic, though, I never realized how high everyone was on that 70s show and watching it as an adult, especially out in California, the show makes a lot more sense. Well, you know, I remember being a kid and thinking it was funny. And then, like, my mom loved that show. So it was one of those shows where, you know, everyone could like that fucking show, you know. And, and this was the time where, you know, my sister and I kind of liked more adult because my mom loved, you know, she loved pop culture shit, movies, TV and stuff. So we always liked more adult shit. But for her to love that show and then for us to love it, like, that show, that 70s show is fucking special. Same. Uh I, my mom and I used to watch it because she was like a high schooler in the 70s. So she's like the same age as the characters would be. And she's like, oh, yeah, I remember this and I remember that. So she just always had fun with it. And then, you know, Red and Kitty are awesome characters, too. So let's see. Um, Ah, Garth Vader says the dude. Yes, the dude. The dude. He might be the single greatest movie stoner <clears throat> of all time. I'm going to watch The he Big might, Lebowski yeah, tonight. Dude. That movie. Yeah. That, oh, God, I love that movie. It's my fifth favorite movie of all time. Uh, there's, I'm looking at this list. There's a straight-to-DVD one called Hansel and Gretel Get Baked. Really? I'd 2013. Watch I'd watch that, oh, too. Okay. If you, all right. Let me, let, let me find out where it is, and I'll tell you guys where you, where you can watch it. Oh. Uh, so one thing I did want to bring up to your attention real quick before we get into the show proper as well is we're always covering movies. We're always talking about stuff. And... There's a new movie that's coming out that is getting some hype for being an absolute piece of shit. And I wanted to talk about it real quick. Uh, how do we all feel about Joaquin Phoenix? Love him as an actor. He is one weird motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, He's, he's a wonderful actor. He does a lot of um, odd things in real life. So, Well, it sounds like his new movie, excuse me, is about to be one of the most awkward experiences ever. So the early reviews for this movie are out. And just the response, I wanted to read this to you. Just left a screening of Bo is Afraid. Before the credits started rolling, one guy in the audience stood up and yelled, I better not hear a single person fucking clap. Another dude screamed, that's the worst movie I've ever seen. Then a girl <laughs> yelled, total piece of shit. Hashtag Bo is Afraid. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I know some people, I know some people who, are, who, are, who are actually like waiting to watch that movie. They want to go to a theater and actually like watch it. <clears throat> as soon as I the trailer, I'm just like, this is this is the last like this is the last crazy person at A24 like doing the last crazy movie that they're never gonna do because I've watched a trailer and like it doesn't make any fucking sense at all. It really doesn't, and I'm just like, all right, I guess you guys are doing this experimental thing now. Um, good luck with that. Really. Well, I mean, they had everything everywhere all at once, and they made they got Oscars, they made money. And now they're just like, look, I get it, too, that this movie's coming out too close for it to be, you know, tied to that success. 
but they're on cloud nine, man. They'll put out anything these days. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I, I think this. I think this is their like. Let's let, let's try this and see if this works, kind of thing. And they're just like, well, we'll see. Uh, by the way, um, Hansel and Girl get baked is on P is on the cock on the Roku channel, Voodoo, Tubi, uh, Pluto, Plex, Freebie. Yeah, so it's in a lot of places to watch. Watch with ads, um, you know, for free. So enjoy that. I feel like they should pay us $12 for that sponsorship. <laughs> they should. <laughs> or at least or at least send us, send us a couple of joints. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it, it's not going to cost that much for them to do, especially out here where they're a dollar today. So. <laughs> God, I couldn't imagine that. I mean, you can imagine it. You've been out here. That's, no, that's true. <laughs> it's like, here, here, here's a dollar. Here's a joint. <laughs> oh no, no! I think I think I think the, yeah, the last time I was there, my cousin literally met me at the airport with a joint, and I was like, "Can I smoke in the car?" He's like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" So on the way to like fucking In and Out, I just smoked the whole thing. I mean, that's how you get through In and Out <laughs> the best way possible. Yeah, it was it was awesome, man. It was good. It was good, dude. With my time winding down out here, I've been to In and Out Burger three times. Like, and I'm probably gonna go a few more times over the next few weeks. Jeez, you're, you you may you may as well just like. <laughs> Take a few with you or mail some home or something. I don't know. I, no, you got to get it fresh. That's the <laughs> that's secret true, of no, that's out true, That's true. Because, like, I'll go. I, I get to walking distance. I could walk. The, fuck, if I was dedicated enough, I should pull my phone and be like, all right, guys, we're going on location to In-N-Out Burger. Who wants to go? Like, <laughs> enough people would fucking watch that. I should do that before. I <laughs> Just right in the middle of the show. Like, all right, we're going on location. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Dude, I'll give you. I'll give you. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll gladly give you the Instagram. Um login you just fucking go live it's fine or even or better yet go live on twitter go live on twitter and just do it do it that way connect everything <laughs> together man connect everything together yeah stream yard on your phone as it like tries to upload upload it all to like four format four platforms oh Got dude it. my phone will explode it's like yeah, yeah it's a, a galaxy whatever you want to call it but damn it it shouldn't be this hot <laughs> Burn him a fucking hands. You got to use one of those gloves they use for you know picking up pieces of a volcano, like to just hold your phone. I was reading this old ass comic book today where Superman was afraid to touch this bad guy, so he stole one of Doctor Doom's gloves and punched the bad guy into like oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? That's well, so weird. Man, I can see it. <laughs> it was what, uh, he, what, 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 what was he wearing like kryptonite face cream or something? What happened? So what happened was um. There's a character in DC called Parasite, and if he touches you, he can absorb your power. And the comic book I was reading was Superman versus Spider-Man. Or sorry, Superman and Spider-Man, they team up. And they're teaming up to fight Doctor Doom and this character Parasite. And Doctor Doom wants to, he basically wants to destroy the world's power supply and then basically sell them his nuclear fusion for like astronomical prices and rule the entire world. That's his whole premise and plot. It's a very 80s comic book. <laughs> That is a very 80s plot, but I do like it, though. It's it's simple. It's very simple. Buddy, it was good enough that I kept reading it. Like, Wonder Woman showed up at one point in time. The Hulk was there. It was just a, a who's who of early 80s comic books, Marvel and DC. Nice. Very nice. The old crossover. Yeah. yeah, I miss crossovers, dude. They just don't do them anymore. I mean, what would you want to see a crossover of, Dion, since you still love comic books, even though you're not reading modern stuff? Um, I would love to see either just a straight um, Dark Horse to Marvel or like a like a Dark Horse to DC. I mean, really any 
dark like just any dark horse shit would be would be prime or like Spawn to be in DC. I think that would be you know obviously there's 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 been Spawn and Batman. They just came out with the recent Spawn and Batman too. But yeah, I'd like to see. Yeah, I like to see that 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 shit. You know that would that would be fun. That would be fun. I want to see the Wokebusters meet the Ghostbusters, Dion. That's one of our goals. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I had I had the Wallace idea last night while I was like trying to fall asleep. Um, do you want to share it on air or do you want to share it after we go? Off? Okay, it's not. No, it's not anything perverted. No, no, it's not anything perverted. Oh, I just meant if it's a good idea, we don't want anyone to steal it. Okay, all right. Here, okay, I'll I'll write it. I'll write it in in, in our little in our little chat here in in uh, in Streamyard, and then I'll I'll uh, and then you decide. Okay. Ooh, fancy. I get to decide. Folks, tonight, by the way, if you see in the title about the fan-controlled episode, you can pick topics that we cover. Because, yeah, we're going to talk about The Mandalorian, but we don't really want to hit a lot of the same topics that other channels hit at nauseum. And also, too, if you want to hear our takes on a lot of stuff, check out the videos. As you can see, the numbers have been going up. They don't spell disaster for us. They spell a different uh, outcome for us, which is uh, aces. We're all happy. It's not coming up Millhouse anymore. It's coming up, I guess, roses would be the old phrase. But, uh... Yeah, folks, this is the fan-controlled episode. If you want us to cover weird stuff, you know what to do. And if you want uh, Coach Kendo, oh, dude, definitely talk about this. And if you want Coach Kendo to, you know, talk about history when he gets here, you know what to do as well. So, Nick, share your concept real quick because that's actually a lot of fun. Oh yeah, it's uh, Fight Club versus They Live. That 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 mm. was my that was the like the the brain fart I had while falling asleep. And uh, the idea is that you know. He meets like uh, through through some sort of him walking down the street or something like that. He meets um, the guys who are making the glasses, like the fundamentalists, or like you know. I guess I'm not, I don't want to say certain words on here because it's fucking YouTube, but you know what I mean. The yeah. extremists. Let's call them the extremists um, for 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 YouTube's sake. And you know he's curious and he sees what they do and he's asking questions and like you know. Um, he, he you know he's just because he's tight. You know it's it's the narrator and Tyler Durden. They're just like those people. You know they're they're in the middle of like building their um, their army and things like that, and then you know they find this group of people. They're wondering what they do, and you know they're talking to them and 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 this like that. And you know those guys are really hostile towards them because they just entered their 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 secret area. But you know they 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 the guys tell them to leave, and they take some glasses with them. They're like you know screw it, we'll take these as souvenirs. Screw you guys. And they put them on. They're like oh everything's black and white. These don't fucking work. And you know they start wearing them as they go out, and they start seeing that. Um, these people, you know, obviously these people are not human. And, um, you know, <laughs> the narrator and Tyler Durden being who they are, they pro probably antagonize the shit out of them. <laughs> and once they, when once they realize, like, they're not human, then they, 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 they adjust Project Mayhem full force to go against the aliens and not the humans. And they start, you know, getting the glasses and maybe contacts and start really, like, fucking with the aliens on, like, a galactic level. Like just imagine imagine Project Mayhem, but you have spaceships. Like that's what it was. Oh my god, dude. I had a dream about spaceships the other night myself, so goddamn. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what it would be. And I was just like basically he finds a way to get to their planet and like fucks with them hardcore. Oh my god, dude. We we should uh we should call up John Carpenter and then we should just go down to Disney and be like, hey. We need to get the, the rights to Fight Club. We need, oh, no, we'll just call Chuck Palahniuk. We'll turn it into a comic book first. There you go. There you go. I bet you the rights to it is not that expensive. It's like, yeah, for, you know, $100,000. But I, I, feel like, too much. I feel like if, if, if we pitched them like a one-time crossover to both those guys, they'd be down for it. 
Oh yeah, yeah. that'd be amazing. It wouldn't be. Yeah, it's like it's like we're just gonna do this one thing. That's like, and even even if it becomes like a, a giant graphic novel, it would be entirely worth it. It'd be great. Graphic novels are the shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, but that was that was my idea. Like at like three thirty in the morning, like falling asleep on my fucking couch. <laughs> you uh, you need to get some real rest, man. Go to bed. Don't lie on your couch. <laughs> it's better for your back to get. I know. You know. I know. Um, it just uh, once again, I end up watching stuff and falling asleep. You know, whatever. So it happens. Oh. You know, I lost an entire season at King of the Hill. Like, I fell asleep over the course of a couple of nights. I went from season three to season 13, and I don't know how that happened. So I think I just, like, slept through the entire run of King of the Hill, which is a first for me. Normally, I watch it. Now I can say I slept through it, and that's, you know, amazing. Dion, what's your favorite show to sleep through? Um, lately, um, the original Iron Chef got put on YouTube. And Hilly's been blowing through because she would watch that as a kid. And that shit is perfect for me to pass out to, man. It is just, I don't know what it is about it. Just goofy Japanese television and secret ingredients. And why is this dude wearing a fucking bullfighter jacket? I don't know, but I'm tired now and I'm going to bed. It works. Hmm. It works perfect. <laughs> I'm always curious to why that Please guy's don't. eating Please that don't. red pepper. <laughs> yes. Dude, yep. <laughs> as a guy who actually enjoys cooking shows quite a bit, the Japanese Iron Chef was just always such an oddity for what the fuck it was. I never watched it yep. like because I thought it was incredible. I watched it because it was a uh, kind of silly and weird. Dude, what was it? Yeah. I remember watching this one really, really like high intensity cooking show. It was like I think it was each episode was like thirty minutes or an hour long, but it was uh, called Knife Fight, and it was on the GQ channel. <clears throat> Ooh. And it was just two chefs who would come in and they would give them three ingredients and they'd have one hour to cook, minimum of two dishes. And they're in this cramped little fucking kitchen and they're both working at the same time and it's just like fucking fires. Like things are on fire, things are boiling, baking, cooking, like frying, all this shit. I was running around this kitchen trying to get all the ingredients and figure this shit out and make everything. And by the end of it, they're all just like, <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're sweaty from head to toe. They're like just chugging a cold beer so they can calm down. Like it's, it's a great, it's a great show, man. I fucking love it. Sounds like they were watching cops. <laughs> <laughs> I know for a fact, cops doesn't come on until four. <laughs> <laughs> I think cops has been canceled. I think cops no, has actually on, uh, got revived. Yeah. It's on, um, shoot. I just forgot that they, they're putting, more clips up on YouTube. Damn, I can't remember off the top of my head what platform it's on now. But someone else picked it up and they're shooting that shit. It's oh, on wow, Paramount. Or it's on Fox Nation. It looks like that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, they're on their thirty fifth season. <laughs> Listen, man, inner inner city inner, inner city still getting those fucking um, those fucking checks. It's fine. It's fine. I was about to say, they're using that same theme song for all those years, so good for them. As long as they keep giving those residual checks out, man, they're all right. Yeah, those artists created a a timeless song that an entire generation knows as the... God, at least least two or three generations know about it, at least. At the very least. At least 35 years. Yeah, yeah. So I always used cops as the litmus test for when to go to bed because I would hear, bad boys. I'm like, oh, I don't like the show. <laughs> I never hate that show with a passion. I remember, I remember X-Files did a, did a rendition of it and it was, it was crazy. It was a really fun episode. Yep. Yep. Where it Have was you, like a fucking, 
shapeshifter or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was awesome. Because I used to fucking love cops. And then, you know, I was I was never a huge fan of the X-Files, but they were, you know, I'd watch it, you know, here and there. So I liked it. Uh, but I remember I was one of those motherfuckers that were super pumped. And that was right when X-Files was everywhere. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, that shit, that episode was so fucking goofy. That's that's where I was like, you know what? I'm sure a lot of actual cops is scripted too. Like that was, <laughs> I love that episode, but that's also where it kind of like broke the fourth wall. Like, yeah, not all TV is fucking real. <laughs> Very yeah. little of it's actually real, Dion. Sadly. Mm-hmm. But hey, goofy shit sells, so I ain't surprised it's still on TV, especially on Fox Nation, dude. The one somebody in the chat, Wild Katarn, brought up Cheaters. That fucking show was. The oh my worst god, Cheaters! Speaking of the shows that aren't real, I remember the episode where he quote unquote got stabbed and thrown overboard. Oh, I remember that one. Joey Greco, he really got stabbed, man. I want to believe. I want to believe too, but god, that show was fucking nuts, dude. I remember we used to come on super super late on like WB Saturday oh nights, god. and I'd watch the. Sh- I'd be like, damn, man, these people goofy as fuck. And now looking back, it's like it is a perfect time capsule of the time period. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've told this story. I won't tell it on air tonight, but I pranked a guy when I worked at rallies. I made him and the entire restaurant think that Cheaters was watching him. And I would call different employees and act like the uh, producers of Cheaters and make (laughs) everyone think in different ways that Cheaters was coming to our job. To the point where there was a guy who used to roll up in a van. Everyone was convinced that that guy was secretly filming for Cheaters and they didn't want to serve him when he came in. So I had that whole place (laughs) fucked up. What the fuck? Dude, Dude, I love it. I love it. That's my most proud uh, prank in history. It's like, you know what? Fuck it, man. I'm going to go for it. I'm I'm like 16 or 17 years old. My mom's the boss, so I know I'm not going to get fired. (laughs) (laughs) That's good shit, man. That's good shit. It was, man. It was a fucking wonderful time. Oh, man. Um, One day I'll do a comic about my time at Rally's, the fast food restaurant. But don't worry, I'm going to do a little twist on it. Now, folks, I think it's time to start the show proper. Uh, We've been having a lot of fun tonight, but uh, you guys want to hear us talk about some of these topics. But before we do, let's do uh, our favorite part of the show and check in with the audience, because without you guys, we wouldn't have a live show. So, Dion, uh, do me a favor. Since you were the one who took over and gave us such a wonderful introduction today, would you please give us a number between 1 and 69, and we will check in with the audience. Hmm, let me go ahead and think for a second. I'll take a rock hard 69. A rock hard 69. Here you got it, buddy. Who's that Pokemon? John Cena! He does suck, Dion. He does. He does. Are so we let's rated right now. Are we what? Are we being rated right now? Oh yeah, we are. It's it's fun. <laughs> so uh, while we take care of that bullshit, uh, let's check in with the audience. So guys, uh, our first message of the night comes from our friend. Oh, we have to go way back. Thank you, folks, for supporting WCBS. Ah, shrubbles away with another fun one, guys. And this is the British form again. The word of the day is Fanny, the Fandalorian. Ray, Fanny Palpatine, fistful of Fanny, and my big black ass presents Dion Green in Fanny Horizon. 
Bro, Love Fanny it. Horizon's kind of scary. Could you imagine a, uh, uh, what is that fucking Event Horizon horror porno? Yep. Ooh. <laughs> dude, dude, that I was just about to say. I was like, that that is the first thing I thought of. Like, if this is our porno take on fucking Event Horizon, I don't know about this one, champ. That's gonna be yeah, a traumatizing shooting experience. I don't know, Tim. <laughs> uh, WTF viewer, know. this was sent in from a listener. Uh, so, folks, if you want a different word of the day, uh, send one in. We'll play that game with anybody that wants to play. But, uh, I mean, obviously we did Raiders of the Lost Fanny, Fanny Games, um, Clear and Present Fanny, The Hunt for Red Fanny, if you're into that type of uh, thing. <laughs> Fistful of Fanny. Um the day the fanny stood still. Ooh, I like that one. <laughs> Red fanny. Clear and present fanny. All yep. quiet on the fanny front. <laughs> Tinker Taylor Soldier's uh, fanny. <clears throat> I can get down by that or to that. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that, that just sounds like a gangbang, at you know, in the porn version. But yeah, yeah. yeah Riley Reed's busy or available, <laughs> right? <laughs> sure. Well, yeah. We'll pencil it. Pencil it in. Now, man, we want to make that sure that shit's in ink so she can't back out of the contract. <laughs> I mean, now that you're single again after Bree dumped you for the 14th time, we got to get you out there, man. Oh, my God, go, dude. Oh, my God. You go from a psycho hose beast to just a hose beast. You, go, Nick. <laughs> you deserve one so step, much more out of life, my friend. One step up. One step up. It sounds good. It's a lateral move, to be honest. <laughs> I mean... If you ever married a porn star, while I would never, no, I would, I'm not gonna, I'm no, it'd be, dude, that would be like buying a buying a car from Hertz from Hertz rent a car. Thank you. I'm not doing it. Thank you. It's just no. It's like oh. everybody's in it, and it smells like cigarettes. No, thank you. <laughs> it's good for the weekend, but not for your take home car. Exactly. Exactly. So, um. Our next message comes in from our friend Shrubbles08 who says, I'll take a Joe Rogan highest fuck and a horses for Dion. We'll get to those in just a second, Shrubbles08. Don't worry. Uh, TLJ Screwjob says, Dion, stop commissioning Jeff for Dark Fate stuff. <laughs> Promise you it ain't me. Buddy, if we were going to do weird fan art, I don't think you'd ask me for Terminator Dark Fate. It would be something with Sigourney Weaver, probably. Yep. If I'm going to use my artistic skills, I'm going to use them for good. I mean, folks, right. tits and art. I use my artistic skills for good. Wokebusters, I'm using that art skill for good. Stealing solo, art was for good. I can't do Dark Fate artwork. I can't draw Grace. She's just... I can, but I would feel conflicted. Because to draw Grace would go against every trait you're taught as an artist how to denote women. It's like, well, we got to do narrow hips and broad shoulders and all this weird shit and a giant neck. I... That just looks like a drawing from when I was 14. That's not real, but, you know, it is what it is. I'm, I'm a too harsh of a critic to myself. <laughs> ah, Space Monkey. Back look to your younger self. Yeah, sure. I was, you know, it is what it is, bro. No one's perfect. <laughs> I, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Uh, Space Monkey 0899, what's up? He says, Star Wars needs to be sold. Disney won't even treat the fans with respect. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, believe me, we're all fans. We feel that disrespect. Um, this Saturday I'll have a nice review of the Mandalorian season uh, because I didn't want to just go off half-cocked and scream about something into a microphone without actually watching the season, taking some time to analyze it, and discuss what I enjoyed. 
it's uh, it's complex. So there you go. Uh, Shrubbles08 says, Happy 420, Jeff and other NPCs of Jeff's voices. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. I like that. That's an old joke. I like that. Yep. Uh, Ninja Lawyer Steve, we're going to read your super chat now, but we're going to give you a whole segment tonight. He says, Yo, Jeff, I sent you a crap ton of buttons. Sorry there are so many, but I wanted to go out, go all out as I don't know how much time I have left. These are quite likely the last ever I'll hope to have you guys, or hope, hope you guys enjoy. Well, thank you. We will definitely be checking those out. And uh, we'll be pressing those and having fun. That's part of our fan-directed episode. So Ninja Lawyer Steve, thank you for joining. I know you'll be busy, but we hope you still have time to listen and hang out with us each and every week. Uh, Xavier to God, happy birthday to you. Uh, Sato Fortune says, hey, fellas, I keep hearing Goldberg may come to AEW. God, I hope not. Uh, if, if so, who do you want to see him against? Nice on 180K. Can I get a Gilbert Godfrey, please? You are correct. You can get that in just a moment. And thank you for the congratulatory message. Dion, if Goldberg yeah. comes to AEW, what match would you want to see Goldberg wrestle? Uh, I would love to see Goldberg wrestle with a blow-up doll of Tony Khan because that is the only situation in which I would actually watch Goldberg wrestle in AEW. Um, but even seriously, I thought it would be hilarious for Goldberg versus Warlow because the fans started cheering that, cheering that shit, uh, especially when he was coming out with the fucking with the chains and stuff with the security. So I think it would be, if, if anything, the second one is him and Wardlow. Cause I would laugh my black ass. off. I was actually going to say Wardlow. Cause I couldn't think of anybody else. That's going to like be a bruiser, but I want to see Goldberg take on, um, orange Cassidy. That's the match I want. Or Danhausen. I mean, I know there's going to be dog shit matches, but, you know, it's Goldberg, dude. I don't want Goldberg back anywhere in a fucking wrestling ring. He was great 30 years ago. May you, you know, have a happy, healthy life, Goldberg, but just please stop wrestling, man. It's not fun to watch anymore. Yeah, especially when you're almost killing people. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you, Asado Fortune. Um Cesario Japan, a.k.a. Sejorjan, says, Am I seeing this right? The Wokies are going after Pacific Islanders over the Lilo and Stitch live-action casting? These Wokies know you don't exactly provoke Pacific Islanders like that unscathed. <laughs> yeah, uh, Sejorjan, there's a wrestler named um, King Haku, or Meng. He goes by many different names. He's a Pacific Islander. He's the guy you don't fuck with. Like, you talk about hard... Like, guys in wrestling are... Oh, people think wrestling's fake. He was the guy that would go around to prove how unfake it was. There's, like, stories of him, like getting into bar fights, popping people's eyeballs out just for fun. Like, wrestlers knew not to fuck with him. Andre the Giant knew not to fuck with this guy. So, and he was Pacific Islander. So I understand uh, why you don't mess with everybody. But guys, I'll ask you this. Did you see that because the actress is not dark-skinned enough, even though she's native Hawaiian, people are outraged over the new Lilo and Stitch movie? No, I, I didn't see that. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. It's fucking stupid if you ask me. Apparently she doesn't have enough melanin, and therefore um, she's not worthy of the role. Like, I don't know what these people want. Like, this is why live-action Disney is such a fucking problem and such bullshit. You oh, get yeah. dumb shit like this. The only thing I wanted to take away from all of it is, why does the same press get angry about her being too light, but then when they race-swap characters, they're like, it's about time! That, it's just a double standard. I don't mind. Here's the thing. I ain't this demographic. I'm not watching these movies. I think they're stupid for other reasons besides just race swapping. 
But at the same time, I can't help but scratch my head and go, you're the same people that complain or that are championing this. What's the difference? Pick one or the other. Stop being a hypocrite, you know? Well, listen, don't get me wrong. Overall, right? Overall, all things being equal, it's a silly thing to get upset about. Right? Like, I'm just, just put that shit out there. But to that point, again, you know, this is Disney we're talking about here. You know, so everyone that lauded Disney for the rainbow stuff on Twitter and was super excited about, you know, Disney, you know, they understand the message and da 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 da. You know, they will still cast somebody lighter skinned if they can. That's just. I mean, I don't know. You know, the Star Wars thing I thought was going to remind everybody of that shit. But again, this is what they do, you know. But and, and to that point, too, you know, that's why, don't get me wrong, you know, I it, 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 if if the shit comes out and it's great, I'm always going to be that guy's going to say, listen, but it was good, right? But the, the issue that people should have is, like you said, Disney playing both sides of the fence. Because yeah. 100%, that was calculated. That's a, they, they, historically do that you know but again at the same time you can't help but laugh at like like she's from hawaii like it's you know do like damn you know but again it's it's a goofy thing all the way around but this is disney you know every decision they make is a decision to maximize the amount of money they're going to make from the movie you know or they think will make them the maximum amount of the money because huh? it's like, oh, so they think they'll make that maximum amount of money, right, but they, exactly. it never works out. It's like, are you guys ever going to realize, like, you just, you look dumb at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Wanting to, wanting to, you know, they're using, you know, Twitter to try and make a buck. They don't give a damn about these things. You know, so, wow, don't get me wrong. I'm going to always roll my eyes when someone brings it up. But it's like, hey, you know, Disney wants things to sell. You know, you while you're getting mad at them about, you know, a lighter skinned actor for, for Lilo, you know, they want that shit to sell in China. So, you know, I don't, <laughs> you know, stop, stop propping them up. Is this great, this great company when they make these decisions? Oh yeah. They're just, you know what? They're just as bad as anybody else. They're not uh, the virtuous thing that everyone likes to say. Exactly. Troubles exactly. 08 says, Hey, Jeff, what do you call a Latina without a car? Joaquin. <laughs> uh, two more, and we're going to get back to everything. Uh, first off, Xavier DeGod says, The 95 Mario may suck, but I do recommend the 89 Super Mario Brothers show if you guys haven't seen it. It starts out live action and turns into animation. Xavier DeGod, we all grew up with that show. That show was on when we were young. We were all watching that shit before the movie ever hit. Um, you guys remember watching the Super Mario Brothers Super Show? A little bit. A little bit, barely. A little bit, yeah. yeah. I watched that cartoon, and then it became Super Mario Brothers 3, and then I think it became Super Mario World, and I stuck with it for every iteration. I really did like the Mario cartoon quite a bit. Uh, the Zelda cartoon, I didn't see as often, but I would watch a lot of Captain N, the Game Master. That was fun as well, so. And then, let's go back. Let's press our buttons for our listener who requested them, Shrubbles08, and let's uh, talk about some stuff. So first off, we have a fun one uh, that we get to press each and every week. Imagine if you gave a white supremacist five MEO DMT, and then as the first one, as they're exhaling... Yeah. Yeah. 
I love Joe Rogan. And then our other one that was requested, uh, Dion, it wasn't really uh, picked out which one, so we're just going to go with the shortest one. Who are you? What are you doing here and where are my horses? Sorry, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not that sorry. <laughs> so, that's the problem, that I'm not sorry enough? Yeah, yeah, in this specific situation. I mean, blame Shrebels08. He's the one that sent in the message to Oh, uh, he's getting plenty of fucking blame. He gets blamed, okay. too. All right, fair. That's, that's all I ask, is that you place the blame equally. You know, you don't put it all on me or on Shrebels08. It's not every. It's not just. It's just not the two of us. It's everybody's fault. It's it's Dick Insider. It's just Joe Forty Seven. It's that gay Irish girl one two three four. It's Doctor Coffin Nails and Joseph Bianowicz. It's everyone's fault. It's Michael Feshkin's fault. So there you go, no, folks. We're all sharing in the, the blame two. tonight. Just the two of us. <laughs> just for uh, David Ross says, "Oh my fucking god, I would lose my shit to see that." Mm-hmm. Uh, the big fat man. Uh, what was that? That was a button to troll Dion. There you go, folks. You're learning a lot for all of our new members tonight. Uh, WCBS has a lot of history, with a lot of torture to this man that I call my best friend. So, thank you, Dion. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> so, guys, um, let's play a game of fake headlines, shall we? Yeah. We'll so this it. week is a a little different. I actually have. Two fake ones and a real one, and you're going to have to figure out which is the <laughs> oh real God. one. So, Hasbro to introduce new Transition Me Elmo doll. Escaped horse runs against traffic on Italian highway. Walgreens cashier asks to round up to help pay for some of the merchandise stolen from store. Which of those is the real headline? The horse one. The horse on the highway is the real one. Bingo! And guess what? We get to talk about the horse one, shall we? Of course we shall. <laughs> Traffic. Hold on. Traffic was stopped in a section of highway in Italy on Wednesday morning when an escaped horse ran into the railroad. <laughs> the horse was spotted by drivers Wednesday morning on the Naples Beltway in Agano. Uh, and some witnesses captured video of the equine running against traffic. Highway officials sent a safety car to the scene, and the horse was escorted off the highway of the Vomero Furiagrata area. The horse was scanned for a microchip, and its a microchip and its owner was contacted. Officials say. Uh, do we want to see the footage of the horse on the highway? Sure. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, wait, you just said yes to wanting to watch horse footage, Dion. Today is a red letter date, folks. Dion has Listen, grown as a person. On the highway, that's funny. They might get hit by a car. Sorpresa ispavanto per automobilisto lungo. I miss the rest, shit. Una cavallo, hi guys. I'm not gonna read Italian. How far are you gonna go into this? Facendo salam. I'm done. <laughs> now I just sound like I'm randomly praying. <laughs> so, Dion, if you were to see a horse on the highway like this, how would you react? Uh, I think. I, 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 yeah, I think you press the pedal to the metal and just keep going forward. Shit. And he's like, not today, Satan, not today. But after the shit, I'm 
I ain't getting out to help. Like, yeah, that's for you and John Doe over there who want to be good Samaritans. Y'all fucking help the horse. You say nay, sir? I say nay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, folks, thank you for joining us for headlines this week. And Dion, thanks for being a good sport. I'll cancel the mannequin I had shipped to your house. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. I swear we're friends, folks. Everyone that listens to this show are like, man, you guys must hate each other. Nah, man. That ain't me. I'm from Buffalo. We love each other. (laughs) I was hoping the Walgreens story would have been real for Joel, because I would have been like, yo, man, what can I donate to help with your store's theft today? Everything. Everything. Yeah, I know. I I think think they're another one. I think they're, they're another company leaving Oregon or whatever. Um, because of just the, the massive theft, they can't sustain it anymore, and they're just leaving. So, yeah, like there's there's not gonna be any like big name stores in Oregon for a while until they you know get their shit together. What we need to do is we need to buy up all this land that's gonna be available and open like a line of Goonies themed stores. So <laughs> it'll just be called like the Good Enough brand, and so it'll be like Good Enough Pizza, Good Enough Drugstore, Good Enough whatever. <laughs> we just own all of Oregon. I mean, it's not a bad idea. Look, the ideas that we've spawned from this show, many are asinine, but many are money. So I think this is another money project right there. That's Folks, just, yeah. help us out tonight. All funds that you give to the show are going to go directly to us buying up Oregon. That's our new goal and directive in life. We want to own the state of Oregon. <laughs> we're going to get the Goonies house. We're going to fucking take it from that. Oh, look, it. we're going to make it even better. We're going to have, we'll hire Keith well, okay, okay, to come over okay. and hang out. Okay, first of all, first of all, we shouldn't take it from that guy because the guy who owns it now is actually a fan, so it's cool. We'll fund um, him. We'll give him a, a million dollars to do more with it. Dude, I if, if trust me, if I had that house, it would be restored to like the way it was in the movie, and it would just be a museum. It's like five, it's like five bucks. Walk through it, take pictures, get the fuck out. <laughs> That's all it would be. <laughs> and I would live, I would live next door to in, in Dana's house. That's all. <laughs> oh no, they closed all the Waffle Houses in Portland. Did they really? That's what Alexander the Great says, as well as Holy the uh, Walmart. Holy fucking shit. Waffle House couldn't deal with those people? God damn. Now, folks, you're definitely going to want to read Wokebusters because the city of Portland plays a huge part in the story. It's as weird as you think it would be in our version, where up is down, left is right, dogs and cats. Oh, we're not going to talk about that on YouTube because it's just wrong. But you know what I'm going to say. Portland is the Elseworlds, the upside down. It's like... I want to go there, but wear a hazmat suit in case any of that bullshit just rubs off on me, you know, and hail the spores. Uh, Dion, have you ever been to Portland? I have not. Good. I don't think you should go. Yeah, dude. Uh, it's oh. not. It's not. It's um. It's not fun. I mean, I, I went for like two day, two and a half days to do the whole Goonies thing, and that was about it. About halfway through the last day, I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here. There was there was way there was there was craft beer and um what is it uh like self roasted coffee fucking everywhere and all of it was too goddamn expensive. I not having been to Portland, I really got it all right in Wokebusters because one of the evil locations is a fucking coffee shop. <laughs> I shit I shit you not. Well, I mean like okay like <laughs> actually I have my I think I have my cup here the Astoria Coffee Company. Established Ooh. 1991. Yeah, I got the cup right here. Um, but uh, that coffee shop is like uh, 
down the hill from the Goonies house. It, it would be right behind, um, what's her name, the 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 maid. Whenever she's walking crossing across Rosalita? the street, yeah, Rosalita. It's behind. It would, it, yeah, it would be. It would be behind her in that little building there. Um, that's that's where the coffee shop is now. But like, I swear to God, every coffee shop in in that small vicinity that that I was in had their own goddamn roaster, like in in the building. Every single one of them. I shit you not. You know it's gonna be fresh, bro. There's, but like they had like the weirdest ingredients, like like dandelion coffee. I was like, no, just give me a tall, just give me a, a large black coffee, so I can go put in my fucking refined chemical sugar and 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 pure milk in there. Not nut milk, not almond milk, not avocado milk, just regular goddamn milk. Okay, buddy, they call those an African americano in that part of the country. Okay. <laughs> Get it right or get the uh, fuck out. Yeah, I, I, I did. I was like, and like once again, they couldn't shit to me because you know it's me. And I was like, I just, yeah, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it at a certain point. Luckily, like the last night I was there, there was a whiskey bar at the edge of town that I went into, like, ten, like floor to ceiling whiskey on this, this entire thing. They had to get up on a ladder to get the whiskeys down if you wanted a certain one. Wonderful fucking place, real nice. But I'm glad that was the end of the trip. So. I'm just glad you made it out alive, dude. Even even the airport, like there, like usually when you go to an airport, you have like the very standard like, you know, big name coffee places. You have like Caribou, you'll have like Starbucks, you'll have a couple others here and there. All of those were independent. I'm like, good for you for doing that, but like, it was just a weird thing to see. You know, it was just odd to to see that weird they, place, man. Like weird place. When I was in Seattle, I saw you know the original Starbucks. Seattle is the stereotype. It's like if you just turn your head in the right direction, there's 12 coffee coffee shops on the horizon. I mean, you can just get wired and have a big party in that city. Yeah, and yeah, like once again, I was I was in fucking Astoria, like like the place is smaller than Gallenberg, like it's tiny, and you could walk everywhere. And yeah, it was. I mean, it was once again, it was fine to be there. It was cool to be there for like two days. There was a there was like a video store behind my uh, my hotel, which was awesome. They had a giant like shrine to Goonies there was great. Um but after yeah once again after two and a half days I was like I need to get the fuck out. I can't do this anymore. I'll go with you next time man. I'll make it more bearable. <laughs> that's that's at least fine. That's at least fine. Oh my god, James and Chain, killer clowns from Fanny Space. <laughs> <laughs> there's a move there's a movie like that, that movie like that called Space Babes from Outer Space. That's that's the one you're thinking of. Spabes. Spabes. Yep. Now, Nick, what's better, that or Earth Girls are easy? Hmm. I don't know, man. I kinda I kinda dig Earth Girls are easy because you got um Jeff Goldblum who's who's hilarious, who's really funny. You have Jim Carrey. And uh, what's his name is also in it. Um, one of the one of the Wayne's brothers. Fucking, I forget his. What, I forget his name. Um, and he's hilarious too, especially when he's like, "Oh my god, oh my god, he's black." <laughs> You're black. <laughs> yeah. Um, that like yeah that that movie's a lot of fun. It's like it's it's very that movie is the eighties. Like that is the essence of the eighties in that movie. Just like the music, the tone. Like her getting her fucking hair, her makeover done for her uh, her fiance, like it's all just you know splooging eighties everywhere. 
It's the best way to do it. Splooge the 80s. Yeah. That would be a hell of a playlist on Spotify. Splooge the 80s. Only on world-class bullshitters. <laughs> Folks, if you want to splooge the 80s, press one in the chat. I don't even know what I'm asking you for. <laughs> oh, my God. Shout out to Joseph Vietowicz in the chat. The Fanny Hole. I'd watch that movie. <laughs> or I'd watch The Dark Fanny. I mean, I don't judge. You know, I'm cool with all races. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, folks, we're going to talk about this, as, among other things, tonight. Uh, Dion, I might... I'm going to send you a message in a little bit. I think I might turn it up and have a party at the end of the show. Get another beer. Have a good way to close out tonight when we play Fuck, Mary Kill. Let's make it one of those oh, nights. Oh, Lord. Yeah, well, a couple more beers will do it good. So, folks, The Mandalorian Season 3 has ended. Two days ago, we were greeted with the eighth and final episode of this season. And this season, overall, and this is a very light version of what I'm going to be talking about in the review this week, this season was a hodgepodge. It's, um, it's hard to call this season a dumpster fire. It's hard to call this season great because it's all of those things rolled into one. And at the end of the day... What's a bunch of good with a bunch of bad? Just kind of a bunch of shit. A bunch of forgettable, okay stuff at times. Visually, it looked great. But I've had people come up to me say, this episode wasn't that bad. Some people say this episode was terrible. Like today, I went to our local dispensary because of the holiday. And the people there know me. They know the channel. They're always coming up to me, watching the content, telling me what they think of the videos. And the one guy was like, hey, man, I watched The Mandalorian, and I didn't think it was that bad, the finale. And the other guy, randomly out of the blue, was like, man, that was bullshit. I'm like, what, Mandalorian finale? He's like, yeah, man, fuck that show. So it was really fun to hear in the same store two different perspectives on the same thing. I'm... I have not seen such a divisive Star Wars episode or anything in years because it's not as bad as, say, Last Jedi, Force Awakens, Rise of Skywalker, Solo. It's kind of, like, bad for many different reasons, but it's also, I don't know, not that bad. Now, Dion, you used to watch The Mandalorian, correct? Yes. Do you ever plan on picking it back up? Absolutely. I mean, you know, I was waiting for it to be over so I could just burn through it. You know, I, you know, the, uh, I've, I've been obviously the last few shows, Disney Plus shows, I've been scorned. You know, so uh, I, wait, I, you're I, telling I, me She Hulk didn't make you happy? Shoot, it tried, <laughs> but oh, by golly, it somehow failed. I never understand it. Uh, but yeah, I just uh, just yeah, waited for the last episode. Probably sometime this weekend. Um, we're just gonna put it on. And just barrel through and then see it in its entirety. But yeah, man. I mean, like I said, the the the, the goofy bullshit of Book of Boba Fett really made me take a second, you know. But uh, we'll see, man. You know, it's it's Disney now, so it's they're in quantity over quality. Oh, quantity over quality. Wow, <laughs> it's Words been a minute. Words are hard. Believe me, I uh, I struggle every episode, every moment of every episode, Dion. Clearly. <laughs> but no man, I don't I don't blame you that look at though this season has had the the story, the narrative around the season isn't a bunch of angry, you know, fans. It's half the audience left. The viewership is low and the audience scores have been pretty low. But you know, there are some episodes that have been pretty solid and other people are railing on them. So I want to know in the chat tonight those who have watched it, what was the parts that you actually hated? Because 
I hated the detours. I hated the spinoff uh, material. I did not care about the other characters. Like, I'm not so, uh, you know, angry that I have my head in the sand. Oh, no character is as good as Din Djarin. No, I like, you know, the supporting cast. I love Carl Weathers and a lot of the, the uh, characters, but I don't give a shit about the doctor on Coruscant or that one uh, Imperial officer that kind of looks mannish. Like, I don't care about those characters. I don't care about Lizzo and Jack Black. I don't think that stuff fits in the show. And it's just, overall, I don't think they even knew what they wanted to make. If anything, that this, this season was essentially a reset button to fix what's coming with season four, but who knows if season four is actually going to get made. It's 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 written, it's not greenlit, and you got all these Star Wars shows that never even were going to get made, like the Kevin Feige one. That was just a rumor that never was real in the first place. So, you know, I, it, there's not a ton of lot to say about The Mandalorian is... It was just kind of middling to disappointing. It's not as bad as what we're going to get with Ray. I know it's early to preemptively say that, but anyone out there actually think the Ray stuff's going to be good? Press two in the chat oh, no. if you think the Ray stuff's going to be good. No, they had three movies to try it, and it wasn't what we're going to pick up a magic pencil and then, oh, we're going to somehow make her likable, endearing, and the type of hero you actually want to succeed. Yeah, let me see how that shit goes. Uh, so, Georgian, I agree with you 100%. Dave Filoni, his cameo was stupid. Uh, Dion, you will not be able to miss Dave Filoni's cameo at the end of The Mandalorian. Of course, because subtlety, not Disney's thing. No. Subtlety, storytelling, mm, things only the Sith know. A lot of people do a dis or are very upset with the EU bastardization. And I agree, folks, that if they've taken your favorite versions of Star Wars and just thrown it out, you're definitely justified to be angry. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. It's not about... Basically, what I'm trying to get at, folks, is we're in the middle of another one of these moments where if you are dissatisfied or displeased, they try to ang they try to paint you with a broad brush. You know, Captain Marvel, you're not into the Marvel's trailers? Oh, you're a sexist. Just say you hate women. No, that's not the case. And I think we're in another situation where it's like any kind of dissent is trying to be painted as... Oh, it's the audience's problem. This is great work. What are you talking about? Just because it costs a lot of money and looks nice doesn't mean it's great. Um, you know, the stuff from Coruscant looks visually amazing. The music's great. It's got a lot going on about it. But it's also disjointed and kind of silly. So I wonder, what I want to ask you guys is, is there a way for them to win with uh, Star Wars fans? Do you think there's anything Disney could make that everyone will be happy with? Yeah, you make something good. It's not rocket science. You make it good for the sake of making a good Star Wars property. You, 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 you don't have overhanded messaging. You clearly take your time. You hire people based on their propensity to make good art, not their propensity to make statement art. And you fucking don't choose your actors based on what sells the best you have people that you cast because they were hey fuck it was like robert downey that person is born to be this and we we like everyone knows what a film looks like when people want to make a good film john wick four is a perfect fucking example of that you know and everyone that you know and again i get it doom and gloom is the feeling in the room but nobody cares when you're winning and that is not just for, for 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 film, but that's life in general. No one fucking cares when you're winning. 
and all this shit this Disney's been doing with the property, the short-sightedness, the weird desire to play off of Twitter, all that shit. You know, so much of this is why Star Wars is fucked up. And even the people that defend it wholeheartedly, it's like, why don't you list what's wrong with it? And you'll realize, well, the list of what's wrong with it are all important fucking things. You know, that's how you get the fans back on your side. You make cool characters. You know, they're, you know, these figures sit on shelves. You know, the crux of the property that makes the money, the merchandise, isn't moving. You know, you're making parks that you're charging $3,000 a night, bitch, to stay in, and people aren't fucking going. You know, you mean you're not going to mortgage your home to send your family to Disneyland for a weekend? Or if you're not, you know, or oil executive's child, you can't go. Like, that's crazy. You know, that's how you get the fans back. There's this weird wall between what Disney wants to be Star Wars are and the the fucking people that care about it. You know, that's how Disney wants you to be. You know, they, they want you to fucking like, Oh, we put this, this and this. That means that you just come and watch the movie. Like it's formulaic. We just hit the check boxes and your ass shows up and gives us your money, your money. Like that's what they think about you. They don't give a shit, you know? And if they made it good, we're all fucking happy. That's how you get yeah. the fans. Plain and simple. One day they'll get it when they get yeah, bought like the by first, another company. Like the first season, man. The first season, I think we, we like every fan was hooked in by like the second or third episode. We we're like, all right, this is good. There's no bullshit. Um, let's keep rolling with it. You know, because I like once again, like I love the I love, I love the first episode. I love the first season. Every time they aired, I think everybody was like watching them around the same time whenever they would air. And it was a really good show. You had the Western aspect. The music was good. The tone was wonderful. You know, um, once like once once he found Baby Yoda, like it was like everyone had questions, didn't know what the hell was going on, and you yeah. were like really intrigued. You're like, what is going on? Because the only time we've seen this this creature, this alien, uh, was in you know the first three movies. Like, what what's what is it? You know, you're going on with it, and, and, you're, and like you know, you're you're at, you're at the, the the fall of the empire and everything like that. It's 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 you know, it was a wonderful placement of time and everything. But they had this thing and they fucked it up. Like the second season was just like we're just gonna make the spinoff city for everything you know that's gonna happen. Like the next ten shows are gonna yeah. happen. And, yeah. And the only thing good about season two was the ending. Oh yeah, with Luke Skywalker. Yeah. I completely forgot about that because. That and the Book of Boba Fett all kind of mesh together. It's like, is Luke in this show or that show or what is it? It's all CGI Luke Skywalker is kind of scary to look at. And one of the one of the best things of season two was Bill Burr's thing when he has to act like he's the Empire. Oh yeah, and he has to go in there and like defend his um. Well, like you know the, the guy's talking about some war he was in, and he has to like act like he wasn't a part of it. And his, his his fellow men didn't die. Like that was a good fucking episode and a great scene. That was awesome. Um, and then everything else is kind of like, you know, hodgepodge of spinoffs and other bullshit. So especially when they reintroduced Boba Fett, I was like, what the hell's going on? This is this is weird. Why is he here? What What is this? He's recognizable, but not recognizable. Yeah. Speaking of being here, folks, say hello to American Ramrod, Kendo Slice. I'm fucking tired, Jeff. Of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane or something <laughs> yeah. else? Not just in general. I mean, 
Fuck, speaking of being tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you should crack a beer to enjoy. Or, 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 or eight. I don't have any right now because God I was late it. getting out of work because of irresponsible people. And so I had to come straight home so that I could try to get on the channel as soon as I could, only to find out that it was panko chicken night, and I had to cook it. So, was it good though? Yeah, it's fucking delicious. I love it. It's it awesome. Sounds I, tasty. I had to. I had. I had the pot of oil going, and I had the air fryer going, so I could get through all the chicken and as timely of a fashion as possible. But now nah, I'm just tired in general. Grad school, work, baseball season, losing every fucking game, stuff like that. Are you uh, Billy Bob Thornton out of the Bad News Bears? That's uh, Walter Matthau. Get it right. Okay. And yes. <laughs> I mean, he's just a dead actor, so I tried to you know, compare you to the living one. But yeah, sure. Walter Matthau is the superior actor. It's a superior film. Yeah. It's got Jackie Earl Haley. Of course, it's the superior film. It does. Film. And Tatum O'Neill. And, uh, ah, Tatum O'Neill. Pretty sure that's the only people in that movie that. Well, no, because fuck, what's his name's in? I think Vic Morrow's in that movie. Oh, he's not in movies anymore. No, no, he stopped making those in about 1983. Um, I wonder what happened. He was such a talented guy. Retirement, he, yeah. retirement, early, retirement. Er, very early retirement, yeah. permanent retirement. continue. I, I just wondered how much darker we could get on this show. Talk oh, about we could get way darker if we really need to. <laughs> I mean, we really have you, have you, yeah, you read our chat, Jeff? Jesus. Yeah. Oh, I know. But, I love it. I love the audience. They're here but for the silver, The silver lining and everything, Jeff, is that I don't have anything I have to do this weekend, but all my three classes have final stuff due next weekend, and there's a really big event going on next Saturday that I will be dedicating my entire weekend to. So, What I, sporting I to, event is it? Uh, my kid's first birthday. So, oh, okay. Nice. Well, congratulations. I, I will be doing that all next weekend, and because there's people of an island descent involved, it's gonna it's a weekend long party with people coming in from out of town. And guess where they're staying? I can't believe it. It's awesome. Oh, on your God. couch. <laughs> no, Kendo will be staying on his own couch. They're taking his bed. <laughs> yeah, I already said I will sleep in the car. I can put the back seat down and just I will I would much rather sleep outside in the Jeep. <laughs> well whatever it's you do, don't, white Jeep. What, what, whatever you do, don't don't turn it on and leave it on. Well, I mean outside. if he okay. I would say if he's in the garage, that's a problem. But if he's just you know out he's gar- just wasting <laughs> gas. Yeah, I don't have a garage here, and I don't. I can't afford to run the car all night, Nick. I'm a, I'm a public servant. We don't get paid a whole lot, especially in this age of you know out of control inflation. I don't know how that happened. Me neither. <laughs> One of the many reasons why I'm not going to miss California, number forty-seven on the list, folks. For the rest Jeez. of the list, make sure you follow us on Twitter, World Class BS. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you should do. Tweet, no, no. That's really what you should do. Tweet out a list of like why you're leaving, and just keep making points and keep going down the num- the fucking numbers. Reason number four hundred seventy three. It's really not that sunny in California. I was lied to. <laughs> Reason number four: the homeless. Uh, look, Dion was just out here. I feel bad for people, but like it really is. You can't even walk down the street without people coming up to you or. I was walking to In-N-Out Burger. Whoop-dee-doo. I know. First world problem, right? But, like, as I'm walking out, this guy's like, 
can I have money? And I said, do you want a burger? And he goes, no, I want money. And I just walked away. Like, they're mean <laughs> homeless people, too. <laughs> yeah. it's, it, it, it's almost like personal responsibility just went out the window a long time ago. I Nobody will understands this. the meaning of that word here. No, I, do, I will say this one time, and this was crazy because it was in Joplin, Missouri. I was parked at an intersection on my way back here. And there was a homeless guy, and he had a sign that says, no bullshit, I want cigarettes and alcohol. I gave that guy 10 bucks. <laughs> hey, honesty pays, bro. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? That's fine. I'm glad he got you know his cigarettes and his alcohol. Made him sure. a happier man. I mean, I've had people here at the gas station ask me if I would go into buy them vodka, except they say it extremely slurred and of a indigenous background. And I'm just like, mm, no, I don't think somebody that looks like me should be providing your vices. That's <laughs> part of how we got here. <laughs> well, that's just too morbid to even comment on. So I'm just going to move ahead. <laughs> now, as I continue to drink beer, uh, folks, what else? If there's anything else you guys want to say about the Mandalorian, let us know. But realistically, there's there's outrage, there's anger, and I think a lot of it is just uh, a. Uh oh, well, hold on, guys. I know what to talk about right now. Here we go. Our friend Sajorjan. Well, you know they say all men are created equal, but you look at me and you look at Small Joe, and you can see that statement is not true. See, normally if you go one on one with another wrestler, you got a fifty fifty chance of winning. But I'm a genetic freak, and I'm not normal. So you got a 25% at best at beating me. And then you add Kurt Angle to the mix, your chances of winning drastically go down. See, the three-way at sacrifice, you got a 33 and a third chance of winning. But I, I got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me, and he's not even going to try. So, Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance, Minus my 25% chance, and you got an eight and a third chance of winning at sacrifice. But then you take my 75% chance of winning, if we used to go one-on-one, -on -one, and then add 66 and two-thirds percents, I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning at sacrifice. See, Joe, the numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you at sacrifice. Yeah. Got Scott Steiner up in the house. So Georgian says, Professor Kendo, who was worse? Woodrow Wilson or Austrian Charles Chap Austrian Charlie Chaplin, whose birthday is today, spits on ground. Oh, 100% Austrian Charlie Chaplin. Um, <coughs> as bad as Woodrow Wilson it was, and as much bullshit that he ended up causing, Austrian Charlie Chaplin takes the fucking cake because he caused an awful lot of bullshit all on his, on his own. Got millions of people killed, whether targeted directly or not. And uh, anytime it's the Yahtzee, the Yahtzee always wins in this competition between him and Woodrow Wilson. So I got a default go against the Yahtzee on this one. Fair. I, I agree with your uh, your reasoning and your logic. It took me a second. I'm like, Austrian Charlie Ch Oh, duh. Yeah. yeah. Forever ruined might... the toothbrush, toothbrush mustache. Well, J. Jonah Jameson's taking it back. Or at least trying to. I always found it weird that, like, for, like, 
up until recently, he's had that mustache and like no one's ever complained, which is good because I don't think you should complain. It's just a fucking fictional character. Right. But like everyone else is so sensitive. I'm surprised Marvel hasn't tried to cancel J. Jonah Jameson for being an angry white guy with an Australian Austrian Charlie Chaplin mustache. I'm surprised Twitter hasn't tried to cancel the Hindus because the the Yahtzee logo is a prominent thing in, in their culture and a lot of don't cultures talk, around the world. Don't talk about history with these people. They don't understand how the real world worked at some yeah, point. These in time. Are, yeah, these are yeah, these are people who wanted who wanted um, who wanted African Americans during the Chernobyl you know show as well, and it's like. That doesn't make sense. Sorry. Yeah, are you are you familiar with the Soviet Union and their views on things like that? I'm sorry, but like the time period and the area didn't make any fucking sense. I don't know why <laughs> the way you want like I understand diversity, but like calm the fuck down. Yeah. But it the feels only, right, guys. The only reason why Asian Soviet people were prominently featured in any type of like World War II movie, like uh, Enemy at the Gates, um, in any way was because they were being sent to their death by Stalin. That's the only reason why that was accurate, because it's like, yeah, he kinda did that. They Took all those your cursed people and said, "Guess what? You're in the Soviet Red Army now." Oh, don't worry, you don't need to carry a gun. There might be one available soon. Jeez. Jesus, no, seriously, that scene in Enemy at the Gates where they gave one guy a gun and one guy a, yep. a fucking clip—that is accurate as fuck. Especially with the part where they shot their own retreating people. The Soviets were not nice people, but somehow we put them on a pedestal. I wonder what happened. Now they were putting them on a pedestal. <laughs> um, a lot of people that's think communism's real. the way to go because you know <laughs> that's oh, well. not, that, I mean that's a conversation but yeah I mean, that's two separate there are many conversations many of them stupid yeah, yeah that's true <laughs> yeah. by the way the, the the Chernobyl show I think it was on HBO Max was fucking wonderful it was it was great I've been meaning Nick, to watch you, it I just never you're not, to it you're not allowed to call it HBO Max it's now just Max <laughs> <laughs> Like Max Headroom? Yeah. <laughs> we should get a Max Headroom button roll, and that'd be fun. Oh, my God. Only only like a handful of people will know, from the audience will know who that is. Even. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. Sometimes it's not about knowing the uh, the deepest cut. Sometimes it's about making the best joke. So I that's, think Max Headroom true. is always a good time. That's true. Only in the 80s could you do Max Headroom. Yeah. yeah. Where it's always morning in America, even in the afternoon. Noon, 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 noon. I learned so much about history through Back to the Future. I'm not joking. Like, I paid Dude. attention to all the special features where they teach you what everything they're talking about is. As a kid watching that movie, I didn't get all the jokes because when I first saw Back to the Future 2, it was probably like 1990, 91, and I was still too young to understand all the 80s shit. But then as an adult seeing it again, it's just like, ah, I get it all now. Because like I didn't get the fucking the Ayatollah Reagan, you know, fight off in the hostage special and all that shit. I didn't know what that was until I was like 12, over 14. And I'm like, ah, that's funny. I get it now. I wasn't, I wasn't much younger than that when I figured out most of that shit, too. Because, you know, back then I'm just like, oh, funny reference, funny joke, haha. You know what my favorite, okay, Back to the Future I get is a time travel movie and they don't really worry about certain rules, but you know what my favorite, like, universe-breaking Back to the Future 2 moment is, Kendo? No. If you pay close attention to the Cafe 80s, they're watching an episode of Family Ties, and mm. that just kind of breaks everything, so. <laughs> Alternate Marty McFly, where he's a rich, well, they're a middle-class conservative people. No, he's conservative. He's conservative. Ohio. His family's liberal. That's where yeah, they're like, liberal as shit. The shit. Yeah, his parents were fucking hippies. So he should have left that family because he did. Hippies suck. 
I mean, Cartman loves him, right? I don't know. Dude, yesterday one of the teachers fucking Leroy Jenkins their way into our chat and brought up hacky. <laughs> have hacky sacks for the kids. And I was like, oh, what do we need now? Fucking drum circles and, you know, just jam sessions? No, no hippie shit, okay? Hippies, hippies, go away. No, fuck the hippies. Hacky sack was the shit that every random dude in college is like, hey, bro, you played hacky sack? Okay, 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 and you're okay, like so out in the fucking lawn. Like, no, I have friends. So, so, so Jeff and Dion, you guys, yeah, yeah, you guys are probably, yeah, once again, you guys are uh, in college and while well, me and Kendall were out of it. Do you, do you guys still have people doing hacky sack in like the fucking, the quad or whatever when you were in, yes. when you were in college? After they went streaking. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, man. It's like all those college stereotypes still were uh, a part of college when we went. It's like that's even good. Like, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm happy about that. That's fucking good. That's good. You know, we got all the fun shit. Like I tell people, there are times when like living at Michigan State was like Animal House. The fucking toga, oh, not the toga parties. The frat parties were crazy. It was just a lot of fun. Yes, we never got arrested, but that's pretty much all we didn't do. Dion, we did pretty much everything else there was to do. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, it's that, that's that first uh, point in your life where people just be doing shit. And all oh those, yeah, those things are real and fun. And we did, you know, had our fair share of doing dumb shit in a, <laughs> school in the state of Michigan with some weird motherfuckers up here, you know? Like so, Curtis Lindenfield. Yeah. Curtis, Curtis oh my God. Oh my God. How is, how is he doing? Is he doing all right? Yes, yeah, he's uh, doing incredibly well, actually. That's good. That's right. good. He's doing real well. Motherfucker's a pro wrestler now. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. That's he good. made it. He's like in championship oh. matches and shit. Oh shit, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, I think he was up for the tag titles in his division or as a uh, wherever shit, he's at. Man. What do you call it? federation promotion? Sorry. That's wild. So yeah, man. he's awesome. yeah, folks. Sometimes you uh, if you keep at it, you can make your dreams come true. Look at Curtis Lindenfield. He went from what would you even call him on our show to pro wrestler? Racist? Casual racist. <laughs> Ca- casual racist to pro wrestler and overnight? Like, yeah. look, folks, if you believe hard enough, you can make anything happen. I still remember the fucking audio clip you kept of him where he said, I can't stop staring at all those dicks. Oh, yeah, there was that, too. He was a meat gazer. Yeah, he was. Should I make that a button? Should I look down, look up the MP3? I have it somewhere. Jesus Christ, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't stop looking at these dicks. That's what he actually says. Because <laughs> we have the old channel trailer. Um, Listen, that was the channel trailer, man. That was the way to end it. That was fucking great. Damn. And then that, you know, if you ever need a fucking shining example of the person on the internet talking shit to you, it was fucking Curtis Lemonfield. 100%. I mean, he made everything better. I need, my, I need a fake name. <laughs> Why are you saying oh, wild God. shit? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. And he wanted a new one every week. I'm just like, dude, stop, just stop. Um, yeah. I think I found it. Oh my god! <laughs> um, is this, is it... Did you did you find it? Well, I, it I think I did. Ar- it's in your archive. <laughs> Well, it's on the it's on the channel. Oh my god! I think it's on this channel trailer. Hold on, did I put it in this? Maybe. 
No, fuck. It's got to be in here somewhere. No, it is. I'm sure, man. I'm sure. Don't. Yeah, don't. Don't look. Look for it and mark it so you can have it for the next show. We'll end the show on this old trailer, folks, because it's already on YouTube. It's not like we're trying to, you know, not show this. It's like, oh, you want to watch something from the old days? Just <laughs> scroll down. Step back scroll in down. time. Before we found our yeah. footing and became really good at this. Yep. Yeah. We're on episode 353, even though YouTube thinks it's 351 for the third time because I, for some reason, keep forgetting how to count. You know, it's a good time to be alive. Yeah, when you get the number gets that big, these things happen. We've learned so much. <laughs> Yet we've learned very except, little in the process. Except how to count. Except how to count. It's like in Wayne's World. You know what the worst part is? I never learned to read. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, everything except the reading part. <laughs> God. Talk about a movie that doesn't get like old. Wayne's World, goddamn. I won't even go into a review of it. It's just perfect. The the only the only flaw in that movie at this point that I can think of off the top of my head is that there are, is no film in this camera because yeah. I don't think the film cameras have film in them anymore. Do they, Nick? Not nowadays. Yeah. Nope. So that that's all, the only all, thing that yeah, would date all, it. Yeah, it's all it's all digital and hard drives and cards and all kinds of shit like that. I mean, if uh, you want to be pretentious, you shoot on film. You know, that's if you're pretentious, and you can afford it. So yeah, well, like we're not a bunch movie of cock bags. afraid. <laughs> I think Tarantino still shoots on film, but that's because he can afford it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, look at all that money he makes from the new Beverly. Of course he's going to reinvest oh, it God, back dude. into shooting on film. Jeez. And you know what? I With Quentin Tarantino movies, I think we would all like those unreleased foot movies he made with Uma Thurman back in the day. <laughs> those. No, 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 no. Yeah. Send me the one that hasn't got his fucking DNA all over it. <laughs> I mean, the movies don't have it. The VHS tapes that they store, they're stored on, have the uh, the DNA. So just handle with gloves. Handle with gloves. Handle with a goddamn hazmat suit. Uh, you guys, can, yeah. you guys can watch those and just report back. I'm good. Okay. I don't even think we're going to report back. We all understand it's just a big disappointment and a waste of time. It's like yeah. 45 minutes of Quentin going, "Yeah, Uma, now turn to the left. Now turn to the right." Now step on these garlic cloves. It's like what the fuck do you do? <laughs> I was never big on Uma Thurman to begin with. I just never oh really my got, God. It, got it with her. So like just forty five minutes of her feet. And I'm just gonna be like, dude, I got other shit to do. I couldn't tell dude, you what 40... it is, but I'm sure I have other things to do. Forty five minutes of any actress's feet, I have no interest in. It's just like it's a foot. That's fair. All right, if you're into it, I'm not. We're not here to kink shame, folks, but we're also not here to like praise it either. <laughs> we're not here yeah, to unless... validate. You're a fetish, either. <laughs> yeah, unless kink shaming is your kink, then that's that, that's a whole different problem. Yeah, you sick motherfuckers. We're not going to kink shame, go. but we're not going to fucking validate it either. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is a fun night. Um, now, yeah, clearly we don't have too much uh, left to say about the Mandalorian. Um, so, folks, be on the lookout for the full review. Sorry to. Uh, I won't say honey dicky, but it's kind of hard to talk about the Mandalorian because it's not that exciting. You know, this isn't the Last Jedi where there's a million things to talk about how shitty is it it is. It's like, yeah, the Mandalorian. It was uh, okay for the most part. It was, uh, it happened, and that's about all there is to say. Actually, folks, I have a full review that's coming. It'll be well thought out and fun to talk about. So join us then. But so, Georgian, thank you very much for a new way to talk about Austrian Charlie Chaplin here on the channel. 
We spit on his grave. That would be a fun movie. Speaking of Tarantino, that's the best shot of Inglorious Bastards when Austria and Charlie Chaplin's in that movie theater. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of that weird revisionist history shit. It's like, yeah, I get it. You'd want a fucking machine gun, you know, Austrian Charlie Chaplin. I would too. I mean, don't get me wrong, but uh, I kind of took the whole them taking out the entire, you know, leadership of the Yahtzee movement kind of took it out for me. I'm like, ah, this didn't happen. Stop it. I just don't <laughs> like that Tarantino. movie. I actually do. I thought I thought it was a little fun. Yeah, once it got to the end, then you read the revisionist history happened. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I get what you're trying to do. But he did that as well with uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You know, did that again in that movie too. But um, I liked that one. Yeah, even though that I think that was his, what was that his longest movie? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, no, The Hateful Eight is longer. Oh yeah, because it was like cut up into parts on Netflix or something. Yeah, because it has two different edits, too. It's got the, what was it called? Like the Roadhouse, not the Roadhouse, the Grindhouse version and something else, where one's like two and a half hours, and the other one's three hours, so or yeah. three and a half hours. It's something crazy like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I like no, this became fun. an impromptu Tarantino episode. <laughs> the, guy can make decent, the guy can make decent movies. The problem is that all stopped around 1995-ish, and then... Oh, shit, so you you're got, taking it back. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I'm tr- I'm thinking. Look, I like Reservoir Dogs. I like Pulp Fiction. I can't think of another Tarantino movie I really like. You know, like Jackie Brown. I don't think I've seen that one. It's fine. It's definitely not as good as the other ones, but I like it enough. It's got a, it's got Michael Keaton in it. So yeah, I tried watching. I tried watching The Hateful Eight. Tapped out after about uh, twenty minutes. Uh, he did Kill Bill, didn't he? Yep, yeah, he did I Kill Bill one and two. Didn't care for those movies either. They were all the rage. Everyone, like, I remember in college, I loved, the first I, one came I, out, and everyone's screaming about, oh, my God, this movie's so good. And I'm just like... The first one is. I'm yeah, like, the, first, is the, okay. first one, the first one is, like, pure, pure like, action and blood and guts everywhere. The second one was just like, oh, God, could this be any slower? Fuck. Yep, he was let down. Didn't like the second one. Maybe that's why I hate the first one so much because it leads to the second one and the second one. I just remember hating it. Yeah, yeah. Hate, hatefully, one of the worst, the worst ending to any Tarantino movie for sure. To have an opportunity to have an awesome old style finale and you fuck it up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hate, hate, hatefully. I thought was okay. Um, I thought it was alright. It was, it was fine. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was was really fun because you know it was Hollywood in like the sixties or seventies, which was awesome. Nineteen sixty nine, um, I believe. Yeah, there you go, sixty nine. Uh, World War Two one I loved. I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, really enjoyed that. I, I like the I've... parts with the Yahtzee hunting and Brad Pitt and his boys, especially when the bear Jew beats that Yahtzee. Oh my god! Pat. No, so yeah. When when you hear it like slam against the wall, I was like, oh shit! It's 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 about to go down. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed oh, that part just because. I mean. That and yeah, and the Bongiorno, that stuff, that stuff was great. The fr- the French chick hiding under the floorboards and all that other stuff and the movie theater bullshit and everything like that. That I could have fucking dealt without. Um, yeah, that's about it. Oh, and Christoph Waltz was fucking incredible in that movie. I'll give it that. He was awesome. He plays a good Yahtzee. I'm glad he brought him back for uh, Django Unchained as King Schultz. I really liked that character. Django, that's the other one. I, that's the other one that's really uh, that, that I liked as well. Holy shit! I, I bought like it too. Yeah, 
I got the I have Pulp Fiction on Blu-ray. I own the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood book and have um, Django Unchained on disc. Other than that, I don't really have a lot of tear. I have for some reason I have the entire collection of Reservoir Dog dolls, like the entire run. I got <laughs> Nice Guy Eddie, Mister Pink, Mister All. Of That's them. awesome. Yeah, I mean, one day I'll do nothing with them, but hey, it's kind of cool to have. Maybe I'll uh I'll auction them off for the audience. There you go. Just give them away. Yeah, Folks, if you like uh, Chris Penn, the action figure, let me know in the chat. <laughs> Rip. Oh, yeah, I forgot. He's been gone for quite a while. Yeah, he's deader than Kelsey's nuts. <laughs> oh, fucking Jim Cornette. Wait, hold on. Have, have, you, have, have you seen the, uh, I'm sure you seen the meme where it's like, meme where it's like 11 and um, little kid and like, it's like, you know, oh, this is how they were when they were younger and they grew up and it's like. Yes, it, it's yeah, it's fucking uh, what's his name, Mike Bruce Willis, like in the and the other and the Asian chick. Oh yeah, yeah. in the French, and, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's Mike and Eleven, and it's like you know this is them, this is them grown up, and it's fucking Bruce Willis and that chick from Pulp Fiction on the chopper because Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead. <laughs> that was a great movie. I fucking love Pulp Fiction. Same. It holds up better than any of the other ones, even though it's I do like, almost 30 uh, years old. What was old. the other one? Fucking the Grindhouse one with Planetaire and then um, Death, Bo- Proof. Oh, Death Proof. Yeah, Death I love Death Proof. Proof. I thought Death Proof was, was really good. Because it's just... I haven't seen um, it. Stuntman it's just, Mike is really good. Stuntman Mike is... Well, no, I like the fact that he's stalking these girls. Like It's always in the background of the scene somewhere. Like He's just there. And just stalking these girls all the way through. Until he meets the, uh, the the you know the the second group and they really fuck him up. Um, but yeah, I like the movie is great. The beginning, he talks to him and all that, kills him, and then you gotta go through all this bullshit. It doesn't get good again until he starts chasing him, and then you're like, finally, okay, we're back, we're back. And then he almost kills him, and then they they chase his ass and beat him the fuck up. That like it's like. There's way too long a fucking period between good parts in that movie. Way too fucking long. <laughs> I do well, like the part when they have the car crash and the girl's leg falls out the window. It's just yeah. so gnarly. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. It's, like, yeah, they, they, it's they do so like realistic, time. too, because it comes off right at the fucking hip where it's all meaty and shit. You're like, oh, God. Ew, I never thought of that. <laughs> well, no, and then, and then, and then like, the tire goes over the girl, girl in the back in the... Back in the in the back of the car, where it just like rolls over her face really fast and just skins it. I'm just like, God damn. Oh, you know what we need to do is I need to make a button for next week. It'll be that scene with Dane Cook when that tire hit Mary in the face. <laughs> <laughs> that tire murdered Mary. Oh my god. <laughs> that tire wasn't fucking around, is what we like to say. Hey, I used to love Dane Cook. <laughs> yeah, he was really awesome when he was a comedian, and then he started making movies and it just wasn't the same anymore. I liked Employee of the Month. No, you didn't. I did <laughs> ten years ago. There was one. I don't know anyone that liked Employee of the Month. <laughs> there was one he did with Kevin Costner, Mr. Brooks. Yeah, uh, Mr. Mr. Brooks. Yes, yeah, Mr. Brooks. Brooks. Yeah, that one was or pretty not good. Talented, but yeah, this Mr. Brooks. That he was good in that. Yeah. You were thinking of the talented Mr. Ripley with uh, Ben Affleck, yep. or not? Sorry, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon. They are, they're Matt all the Damon. same, right? Matt Damon. <laughs> Yeah. I so, finally saw the t- the town. You talk about a it was a good movie, but my god, the fucking accent that Ben Affleck does in that movie, you can't watch the town and tell me that that accent's good and watch the movie That's My Boy and shit on Adam Sandler because it's the exact same accent they're both doing. <laughs> like if you close your eyes, you might think that it's the wrong movie. 
I mean, the writing's a little different, but I mean, voice-wise, they sound identical. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say that, but yeah, you I fucking listen. There are so many great things about the town. Like it was nice to see Ben make a damn good movie cuz I mean, that's like if you ever, you know, that's that's what you want your homeboy to do. Like have your back in some crazy shit. I, I fucking love that movie. And then to kill the way he kills the florist, you go, oh, you're the dude, you know, spoiler alert, you're the dude that did all that shit to my mom? Okay, you're dead. Gotta love a good but also, story. But also, you, you, you gotta love the part where he breaks into his friend's house. He's like, you can't man, I need your help with something, but you can never ask me about what, you know, <laughs> what it is or whatever. He says to yeah, him, just said, like, God damn. Yeah, I need you. He, he goes, listen, we gotta, we gotta go do something. You can never ask me about it. I can never tell you, but we're going to hurt some people. And he just goes, whose car are we taking? <laughs> That's like, a that fucking great movie. Awesome. Somebody's getting a text message. It sounds like it's 2006 all over again. Mm. Dirk busting out the... the apt pupil over here. That's a fucking good movie. Oh, my God. That's a crazy movie. I, re- yeah. I recently watched it a couple years ago, and I was like, this is wild, man. It was so it good. Is... Fucking insane and awesome and great, and it was yep. Brad Renfro's attempt at getting out of being the teeny heartthrob thing, and then you know he died. It. Yep. Did uh, Brian Singer make that movie? Let me look that up real quick. Yes, I'm, like a... I'm looking okay. at it right now. Brian Singer, directed by. Wait, is that the same one who did X Men? Yeah. yeah. I've heard some interesting stories about him. Oh, yeah. Out here, yeah, we all have. <laughs> well, I mean. I'll tell you off air. I mean, I've heard some for like firsthand from people that have met him, and they're like, "This is how he introduces himself." And you're like, "Oh, really? That sounds fucking weird." So, <laughs> there's a reason. That I, I don't think he's making movies anymore, and there's a reason for that. I'm Brian. Well, according to never mind. I'll tell you the story off air. Okay, okay, the okay, listener okay, doesn't enough. want me to tell it, but I'll tell it to you. It's pretty fucking weird. I mean, he made some good X Men movies, but then again. Is there anything he brought to the X-Men movies that another director couldn't have done? That's true. I don't get I don't understand what Brian Singer's style is. Like The Usual Suspects is a great movie, but like what is his actual style? So think about that in the chat, folks. Mm. <laughs> That's the question for today. What did Brian Singer Singer actually bring to cinema? Actually don't. <laughs> yeah, you know, let's not get into that. Man. What'd you say? Go ahead, Nick. All right. No, I asked you what you said, Dion. Oh, oh. I said, what's life really about, man? What's his style, man? Well, I know what our lives are about right now, the audience. Let's check in with them. Uh, Kendo. Huh. Pick a number between 1 and 69, please. Uh, 44. Hey, felt for him. Motherfucker, dick pussy's not and shit. Good night. Good night. Suck my dick. Bye-bye. Yes, we can't have a curse show here, folks. We can have a curse show. Gotta have some jokes in there. All right. Well, I'm sure we've had a couple. I'm sure people have chuckled a smidge tonight. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Now, remember, folks, tonight at the end of the show, we're going to have a Ninja Lawyer Steve Button segment. So, guys, do not let me forget about that one because it would be Ninja Lawyer Steve's last button. And I want to make sure that we get everything uh, in tonight. So, uh, we'll start with Sejorjan, who says, Opinions on North Carolina giving space to Disney. Uh, I haven't heard about this. Have you? Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> they, want, they want that fucking tax money hard. That's what they want. 
All right, so uh, let's pull this up. Um, for those who don't know, I'll give you the context. If Walt Disney World needs a place to stay after the Florida, Florida fallout, um, they can go to North Carolina. The governor of the state has filed a – sorry, Garrett, sorry, Garrett, a Democrat from Guilford County, has filed a state bill – the Mickey Freedom Restoration Act to give Disney a place to move the Magic Kingdom, Epcot Center, Disney World's Hollywood Studios, Animal Kingdom, and all other parks, hotels, and golf courses. <laughs> Do you think Disneyland in North Carolina has the same curb appeal as Disneyland in California or Disney World in Florida? No, because, I mean, like, you're, it's, it's going to be... In Florida, you can go there 30, 365 days because, you know, the, 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 weather's, the weather's pretty good. Um, it, with with it being North Carolina, there are three or four months out of the year where you're just gonna it's just gonna be fucking cold, or you might or you know it's yeah it's just gonna be unpredictable. So, good luck with that. Well, you know, here's the thing though, I think North Carolina could raise up. They'll take their shirts off, they'll twist them and spin them around their head like a helicopter, and that is how you can fly the Epcot Get from the fuck out North of Carolina. here. Get the fuck out of this podcast, goddamn. I mean, you want me to get rid of him? Because I just did. <laughs> no, 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 don't, 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 damn it! Don't. Are you Do telling wanna... me that you couldn't get a thousand people to ride on the top of the Epcot, whipping their fucking you know shirts around their heads and fly? I'll that come thing. down and do I it. Think it could happen. I want to watch it happen. Aren't we all probably go Pete better Pablo than that fans? We whatever, whatever today. fucking happened to that guy after like the the four songs he did? That was it. He he fucking you know North Carolina came and raised up. Then they had the fucking remix with all the other goddamn cities. And then he freak leaked, and that was about it. There you go. Would you guys Thank like you. to God play a game? It. Let's play the game. What is Petey Pablo's net worth? Oh. Dion? Uh, I'd still say like $7 million. All right. Kendo? I'll give him $4 million. Nick? $1 million. Would you <laughs> believe that we all have a higher net worth than Petey Pablo? No, that doesn't surprise me. Not at all. Petey, I was being Petey, generous because I was hoping he did okay. P.D. Pablo's net worth is a whopping $50,000. Holy shit. So, yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Freaking all them leaks, man. Leaks are expensive, bro. I know. Groceries ain't cheap. Get to the grocery store. (laughs) I've been to the grocery store. Oh, my God. I love it. I love it. He doesn't. No, he doesn't. He should have managed his money better. Apparently, he he, apparently got the same CPA as Wesley Snipes. Dude, that motherfucker's laughing all the way to the bank. Well, Wesley, well, Wesley's free. Good he for is him. now. Yeah. He was gone for a minute. Now he's back again. What's his greatest movie outside of Blade? That's oh, that's yeah. 57 or, or Money Train. Money Train. Oh, yeah, or Money Train. Money Train's a good movie. Uh, White Men Can't Jump. Which they're remaking. I like that one. Yeah, did you see the trailer for that? Nope, I'm not watching the fucking trailer for that at all. Just like I don't, I don't care. Yeah, I'm not watching that movie. There's no way you either. can capture the magic of that movie. I'm vehemently opposed to that movie. Is that it the one with Rosie like Perez? Remake. Yep. Yep. What do you think will be a bigger hit? The remake of White Men Can't Jump or the remake of House Party that no one saw? <laughs> it came out. Uh, I, hold on, I'm pretty sure that shit came that. out in January. I love that, I love that deal. It's like it came out. That's how much. Yeah, that's how much it meant to you. About Buddy, not only did it come out on January 13th, that shit's available on Max right now. So if you want to stream House Party the remake, 
<laughs> Let's play a game. Can anyone here guess the Rotten Tomatoes score off the top of their head? Nick? 32. Dion? 13. Kendall? Uh, eight. Well, in the closest without going over, I believe Dion won. It's a 28% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. I love how some people are saying Wesley Snipes' greatest movie is Demolition Man. That holds a special place in my heart. I fucking love Demolition Man. So That's my favorite I one. I love it. I love that movie. That's my third favorite Wesley Snipes movie. Dude, it's, yeah, because, like, <laughs> we were, we, once again, we grew up in the 90s where, like, you had those action movies you could just rent from the fucking video store. And your parents would be like, all right, it doesn't look that bad. You, you, you We can get it. We'll watch it tonight. Okay, now. what is a movie that you rented with your family and they were like, what the fuck did we get? Because that's happened to everybody. <laughs> I'll tell you mine off the top. My mom rented us a movie called Serial Mom by John Waters. <gasps> oh shit, yeah, I know that and one. My I mom, know that one. My mom thought it was like, she didn't pay attention to the word serial the way it was spelled because it's spelled S-E-R-I-A-L and she <laughs> thought it was like C-E-R-E-A-L so she thought it was going to be this fun kids movie with Kathleen Turner. Here this bitch Kathleen Turner is murdering everybody. I'm like, what is this, mom? I'll never forget Pussy the guy's willows. taking a piss in the bathroom. She stabs his kidney out at the urinal. I'm like, Pussy ew, willows. mom. It's <laughs> <That was> terrible. <laughs> I remember that fucking movie. I remember watching it as a kid. Because, uh, oh, yeah, it was about Matthew Lillard was in a video store in that fucking movie. I think was, him and his friends worked there. His um, name was Chip in that movie. Yes, it was. It was Chip. Um, but, yeah, that was that was a wild one because I remember watching that and, oh, God. I think I think the mistake we made, uh, we rented barbed wire as kids and we watched that with my parents and that was a bad idea. <laughs> I don't know, man. It was a good idea from a certain point of view. Yeah, <laughs> Okay, the parents ruined it. I mean, Pamela Anderson was prime '90s, but yeah, who was a finer woman yeah. in the '90s besides Pamela Anderson? Like, who defined the sexiness of the decade better than her? Sexiness, uh, yeah, definitely her. But just like, also trashiness. Yeah. Well, no, trashiness was uh, what, what the fuck is it that um, Anna Nicole Smith? No, Anna, Anna Nicole Smith, Jennifer something. Goddamn, um, Jim Carrey dated her for a bit. Wait, Jennifer Lauren Holly? Oh, Jennifer Love Hewitt? Oh man, I forget. Uh, she was on. I don't know. It was, she, she was on a bunch of dating dating shows on MTV or whatever. Oh, Jenny McCarthy. Jenny McCarthy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She does epitomize '90s. Trash. No, actually, actually, wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, Justin Joe Forty Seven said it's Cindy Crawford '90s. No, I'm with you on that one. That's she was the epitome of beauty in the '90s. Cindy Crawford. That's it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm I'm going with that. Yep. Let's pull her up Cindy real quick. Crawford for sure. Yeah. Yeah, or Kathy Ireland. That was my jam when I was that's about thirteen. A, that's a good one too. That's a good one too. It was a simpler time. Yeah. Carmel Electra. Yeah, that's another one. My cousin went to high school with her. Nice. Daisy <laughs> Fuentes. Ah, man. Um, <laughs> Selma Hayek, Selma Hayek is what's up, dude. She's. Yeah. You Yasmin know, Bleef, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yasmin Bleeth, well, yeah, looked good back then. She looks like crap now. Oh, yeah. Yasmin Bleeth, uh, she uh, ran through the uh, Coke factory and, you know. Tried every sample she could. If she would have been a Pepsi girl, it would have been a different story, Kendo. Correct. She would have been fucking fired heroin. <laughs> well, that went away. I didn't expect it to go. Um, yeah, Nicole folks, Smith. Oh my god. Uh, WTF viewer says get a better picture of her. Of Cindy Crawford, you don't like the Pepsi ad of Cindy Crawford? I think she looks good there. That's classy as fuck. Yeah, I don't know. It's 90s as fuck, too. I like it. Yeah, dude, that's classy. 
There's also the limits of what you can put on YouTube. Yeah. That's true. Did you like the mole? It didn't bother Cindy Crawford? Yeah. Yeah. I was just, we were so young, like at least Dion and I, we were so young when she was really famous. So it's just kind of like, oh, it's just a pretty lady. Never really thought of her in any other way. But like late 90s, she wasn't really around much. No. Well, she couldn't act. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And Nicole Simpson couldn't rap, so. I know she was. She, she was. <laughs> in, she was. Oh my god! Sydney <laughs> Crawford was, I think, like fucking naked or topless in a movie with one of the Baldwin brothers for sure. I remember, I remember that being a thing when I was getting to be a teenager. Well, Dude. When, when by the time that Jeff and I got old enough to like appreciate that shit, you know, she was trying to be in TV shit. Like I think she was in an episode of Law and Order. You know, she was trying to do shit. She had been in a couple of TV movies. But she just was like she was as fine as Sydney Crawford was, is still. She's you know she's just not that talented, and that was the great thing about the nineties. Like you can get hella famous pre-internet, you know, and you could just be looking good. Like yep. shit, she was proof of that because I remember seeing her and stuff and being like, "Why did my parents really like? How do they know?" Is she only famous because she looks good? <laughs> and that was the fucking case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to find, like... Okay, oh, hold TV on. Code. One last yeah, thing. Man. Hottest woman of the 90s. Oh, there we go. Let's see if we agree with this list. Um, The top 30 Hollywood babes from the 90s that were... All right, let's look at this together. This will be fun. We're We're, we're men. We like yeah. to shit with the door open. We men, like to make our own beef yeah. jerky. We go on our yeah. riverboat gambling trips. That's what we do. Yeah. We're men in tights. It's fine. Tight, yeah. tight tights. Hey, Blinken. <laughs> a Jew here. So, <laughs> folks listening at home, these are the 30 <clears throat> hottest women of the 90s according to this list from Brightside. Number 30 is Sarah Michelle Geller. Agree, yeah. yay or nay? Yeah. 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 If, if she's, yeah, if there's a list, she's, she's probably there. Yep. Yep. Uh, number 29, Heather Locklear. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. God, especially in Money Swing. Talks. <laughs> She's a babe. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, Money Talks. Yeah, I forgot about that. Holy crap. <laughs> the only line I remember of her is when she's like, he's not limp dick, daddy. And he's like, yeah, I don't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> he just fucking screams his brain. Yeah. She also, yeah, she also, did, she also did a couple episodes on Scrubs, so. Yep. Uh, we have Kathy Ireland at number 28. She looks oh good there. God. Magically babelicious. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that too. Oh, uh, Rachel Weiss. Uh good for Daniel Craig, because this woman looks great now. Yeah. Back then. Mm-hmm. Okay, she um, looked okay, she looked really hot during the mum, the mummy movies. I'll I'll give her oh, yeah, I'll give her that. She has aged fantastically. She has. She has. I don't know who Vanessa Marcel is, do you? Nope. She looks good. Uh, she did some, okay, okay, okay. She did some soap opera stuff, and she was also uh Nicholas Cage's wife in The Rock. Oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah. okay. I do like her. Yeah. She deserves to be on this list. 90s Cameron Diaz, definitely. Nope. Okay, you don't no, think no, so no, from no, the mask? No, no, no. no. Never I'll give found her attractive. Okay, I'll give it. Okay, not, 90s Cameron Diaz, yes, because it was before she had man face. She's always had man face. Back then it was. Back then it was less. It was less. It was less. Fuck you high as fuck. Not yet. Four twenty, but get your fucking shit together. <laughs> I stay sober on the show, bro. Don't worry. <laughs> it was before she had man face, and she got older. She she, she she looked more and more like um. I could just, do it. It was bad. Never dug it. Just never did. I'm understanding. Right, number number twenty four, Jessica Simpson. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. Not he. Not this photo. Oh no, no, eh, no. I mean, I mean, that's better than than, than some recent ones for sure. Yeah, she does not age as gracefully. She's age. She's definitely gotten better looking with age, and she was fine back then. Uh, Dion likes thick Jessica Simpson. I get it. So do I. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, yeah. Alyssa Milano. When I think of oh, '90s yeah. women, I do yeah. think of Alyssa Milano. Yeah. Even though yeah, she's crazy, she's lost yeah. her fucking mind these days. But you know, oh, yeah. back then she looks pretty good. Oh, yeah, yeah Listen, the Pepsi she's girl. Too busy making fucking trying to save the puppies commercials, and you can tell that she's been on the internet for real, for real. But hey, you know, she was damn. Oh yeah. Ah, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, no question, no yeah. question, yeah. man. Batman She's no Michelle Pfeiffer, but you know, I'll take it. <laughs> I understand your disappointment, Kendo. We but all I had, take it. we we all we all had that that same reaction to Batman Returns. Okay, let's just move on. Yep. Yeah. So no debate here. Fuck. Faith Hill. Yeah. Not yes. hotter than Michelle Pfeiffer, but yeah. No. On the list. Yeah, not hotter than Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. But, yeah. And I don't like country. Yeah. But yeah, not Faith bad. Hill, dude, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Ah, Marissa Tomei. Oh, Fuck yeah. yeah. Oh my she God. should be number one. Tentpole. Yeah. She should be God, Aunt May. Tentpole. She's Aunt Bay. Also, also, uh, uh, my, my cousin Vinny. Oh, yeah. Her biological oh, clock's ticking. Dude, if I was Joe <laughs> Pesci, man, I would not have missed a moment of that thing. Uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. We all remember her from yep, Saved yeah. by the Bell. Kelly yep. Not Not yep, more yep. than the people below her, but yeah. No. Uh, Kim Basinger? Definitely. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Ah, Jennifer Connelly, definitely. Uh, Especially yeah. in The Rocketeer. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that might be the most... That. Jennifer Connelly in The Rocketeer, fine. Maybe Debbie Harry in Video Drone, but that's just me. Oh, uh, that's, that's a wild one. That's a wild one to go up she with. She just looks... She looks so good in that movie. She doesn't have she blonde does. hair. It's. I'm not going to go into that. Nobody cares. Yeah. But Elle McPherson. Yes. She is so locked into the 90s, though. Like, what the fuck has she done in the last 23 years? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I don't even know if she's. I don't even know if she's still alive right now. To be honest with you, she's still she's alive. On, uh, okay. on one of the shows. Yeah, young Halle Berry. Fuck yep. yeah. Yep. Yep. Halle Berry definitely makes the list, especially like uh, what is that? The Last Boy Scout. She looks great. Last in the Boy movie. Scout. Swordfish. Ah, Heidi Klum. Here we go. Definitely. Hundred yep. oh, yeah. percent. Stacy Dash. I know she's crazy, but I do like her. I, oh, yeah. I like yeah, her a lot. Actually, crazy as shit, but yep. We're only judging by looks, man, because that's what we're her supposed and, her, to do. Her and Lord Voorhees need to go to the asylum together and have a good time. Yeah. You ain't kidding. Again, well, like, you one. mean like the, the film studio of the asylum? Because they could make a good picture, if you know what I yeah. mean. Yeah. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, Jeff. Two we'll, crazy we'll bitches with a microphone. That's where it's at. <laughs> I'd watch that don't, in the heartbeat. Don't, don't pitch that to them, Kendall. They'll, they'll make it into, into an album. Calm down. I will direct the movie, and I will time travel back to my 16-year-old self and think, man, I'm in, I'm in the room with these two babes. Hell yeah. <laughs> and then I'll, you know, I'll strike out and make a shitty movie. It works out. Yeah, man. You, you'll just lie and say you're the fifth Baldwin, you know, <laughs> Tommy Baldwin. No, dude, that won't get. That, then they'll leave. They'll be like, oh, he might shoot us. <laughs> Not yet. Hey, according to the news, Alec Baldwin's getting off on that shit, which we'll talk about in a minute. Oh, so oh we called God. it here. Uh, Carmen Electra. Yes. 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 Which apparently ah. her her name was given to her by Prince. I did know that. Yeah. Here we go. We got Shannon Elizabeth. 100%. She was, yeah. the, she, was she showed up to, late to the party in the 90s, but she came the, became the epitome of the 90s in terms she of the did, man. I, yeah, yeah, I agree. She show her with Marcus Houston because I loved her so much. Dude, um oh, That's dude, a name yeah. I haven't it was heard in a it long was time. W- w- once again American Pie, the fucking the whole scene in the bedroom like yeah, that was it, man. All right, Cindy Crawford makes the top 10. Yeah. 
Should have been yeah, a little bit should. higher, a little bit higher, a little bit higher, I think, a little bit higher. But yeah. it, Speaking of a little bit higher, Selma Hayek should be a lot oh, yeah. number nine. 100%. I agree. I agree. I actually prefer modern-day milfy Selma Hayek. Yeah. Well, yes, agreed. Like, agreed. But I mean, she's a, she's a fine Selma woman Hayek, no matter what. Yeah, she could have had anyone on the planet Earth in the 90s. Yep. Like, don't get me wrong, I think older her is better, but dude. Desperado, she's bigger, that's shit. why I like her. Jennifer Love Hewitt, fuck yeah. Yeah, yes. Jennifer Love Hewitt at number eight. I agree. Oh she's my god, nineties hot. A little higher on the list than she should be, but I'll yeah. Agreed. Oh man, I heard. I I remember. I remember the whole thing about her dating. Like like she kept going through dudes, and apparently, I think she and her and Jamie Kennedy hooked up, and he talked about her and how much of a bitch she was. Well, Jamie Kennedy is. I'm not going to say anything bad about Jamie Kennedy because we might actually be able to get him on our show one day, and I don't want to have to like eat crow and go. Sorry, man, for making fun of Malibu's most. Sorry, horror. we got to actually like that movie. <laughs> but good. Hey, if he banged like her, good Jamie for him. Kennedy. Yeah, I mean, he's still a good dude, but he'd be saying some wild shit. Yeah, he does. the only thing he's made that made me really embarrassed was that movie Heckler, because like the whole time he just complains that people complain about him, and it's like, buddy, yeah, you're falling yeah. into the trap. Yeah, you're he famous. was still it's mad. And everyone was mad at him about the mask too. Which his ch- his YouTube channel is great. He had a little mini documentary he made about the mask too, which was super interesting. But dude, heckler sucks. <laughs> it sucks oh God, so much. Yeah. Uh, number seven is Catherine Zeta Jones. I agree. And she's definitely in a good spot on this list. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, especially yeah, in Zorro. Yeah. Dude, yep. Penelope, oh, Penelope Cruz. Yeah, Penelope <laughs> Cruz. <laughs> Too high up on the list, but yeah, I'll give. I you. agree. Yeah, I'll yeah. give you. Well, okay, she's okay. She's another one. She's another one who has aged really fucking well. Yes, like, yes. really, really well. I used to be like conflicted. Oh, who's hotter, Selma Hayek or uh, Sofia Vergara? And I looked at Sofia Vergara, and I'm like, Selma Hayek wins. But Penelope Cruz, man, when you're comparing them, it's just like ah, it's hard to decide. Yep. Oh yeah, Shania Twain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at number five though is she really no way too, high. Way, way too high. high way too high way too high yeah, she's canadian list, yeah that's true <laughs> but yeah she's so, she's very impressive. high up on the list but she's yeah, she's and, and, making, and making country music that's a, that's a contradiction i don't i don't like that. i can't make fun though trish stratus is canadian and she's still she looks so good these days holy shit every everything got better again dion it's like all the shit from our childhood came back and sometimes it doesn't suck like yeah the new power rangers is nothing to write right. home about but trish stratus still looks awesome in 2023 yes ah number four monica bellucci yep 100%. oh yep 100%. god damn dude denise richards yeah for the 90s okay. she was yeah very flattering picture. yeah yeah no, yeah, yeah terrible yeah, photo is, of her yeah she is she is quite high on that list and shouldn't be that high that's 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 true. Creepy. I mean, she can't act to save shit. I mean, like no, Starship she, Troopers, she got lucky. <laughs> also, also in James Bond. Yeah, Christmas only came once a year. I thought. Oh my god! Uh, speaking of way too high up on the list, number two yeah. is Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, yeah no. Two. But she's fine. She's fine. But she's not number two. No. Now I'm not going to show number one yet. Who do you want to guess number one is? Kendo. Oh, shit. No, I just literally thought of it just a second ago, and it escaped me. Uh, come back. Come back. All uh, right, Nikki. Dion. Nikki, Nikki Are, Cox. Ooh, okay. She's a good-looking woman. I'm surprised she's not on this list. Do you, um, you got a guess? Pamela Anderson. Pamela um, Anderson. Um, I'm gonna say shit. Fuck yeah, because Halle Berry's I'm, already. I'm going with Rue oh, McClanahan from Golden Girls. <laughs> I think she'll be number one. <laughs> Who'd you guess? They'll probably say Madonna. All right, you guys ready? Have everyone yeah. has everyone had a guess? Nick, did you get a guess? Yeah, I got a guess, man. 
All right, here we go. Ready? It's Elizabeth Hurley. Oh, All right. Okay, you know what? Yes, okay. I 100% support that. Yeah, she yeah. I'm, has I'm okay always been that. gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm down with that. Yeah, she's still drop dead to this day. Yep. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I love me some Liz Hurley and ever since I saw her. What you call it? Um, Austin Powers. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, God, yeah. I think I was like 12 or 13 when that movie came out, and I was starting to get those feelings. I was like, oh, yeah, this chick is hot. Yeah, Hugh Grant fucked up. And then she turned out to be a <laughs> fucking fembot. <laughs> How did I, I miss those? <laughs> but yeah, no, Dion's right. Hugh Grant, dude, you have Elizabeth Hurley at home, and you go out and try to pick up some streetwalker in California. That's like the epitome of like the line from The Sopranos. You've got prime rib. Why are you going out for hamburgers? Seriously. Dude, preach. This was a fun list. Uh, we should... <laughs> no. Oh, Alexander the Great says no. Alicia Silverstone or Jessica Alba? I don't think a Jessica Alba is a 90s She hit in the year 2000. Yeah. Like Dark Angel, I think that was like 2000, 2001 when that came out. So yeah. 90s was pre-her. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, Heather Graham. She should have been on this list for a 90s woman. Oh, shit. Yeah, she should have. Roller Girl, as well as the second Austin Powers movie. She's true. She's got a brand new pair of roller skates. <laughs> I've got a brand new key. <laughs> That's a funny ass movie. Yes. Yep. Uh, so, folks in the chat, let us know if you missed, if this list missed any of your favorite 90s hotties. I'm very content with this list. Number one's a good Dirk, choice. And Dirk brings up a great point. Where is Britney Spears? Or, or, or Christina Aguilera. Aguilera. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad the word, you know. I never, even as a kid, I never enjoyed Britney Spears. I just didn't think she was hot. When I was up. a kid, I thought she was hot. Like, you know, because, you know, I was a kid and she was popping. I was like, cool. You know, how old is Britney? We weren't that far apart in age. I don't know. I, I don't know. I see her, I see her on Instagram now and dancing on her camera, and I'm just like, you. Britney is 41. You don't, you don't, you don't look good anymore, Britney. I'm sorry. Uh, it's just, it's not working. It's not working. You need to stop this. Yeah. So she, okay. So she's going to be 42 this year. So in the 90s, it would have been age appropriate of me to think that she was hot because we're almost the same age. Any, let's see, let's see, just Joe 47 does any of the Spice Girls. Oh, yeah, yeah, Posh Spice. Yeah. That was my jam. I fucking oh, love yeah. me some Posh Spice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sporty Spice for me, yo. Yeah. Uh, very, you know what? Very on brand for you, Dion. Actually, I don't think any of the Spice Girls were gross looking, so it's like, nope. Eddie really Murphy fucked you. the scary Spice and gave her a baby. <laughs> He <laughs> hey, he was fucking Eddie Murphy, you dig? Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not criticizing the man at all. I mean, he banged a Spice Girl, and he's Eddie Murphy. He's winning on two no fronts here. Turning Eddie Murphy like, oh, I'm not. A, I'm not a big fan of Eddie Murphy. She was like, Eddie Murphy, fuck you, and he said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fuck you, man, right? I know you, Eddie. I know you, Eddie. <laughs> Dude, if I see Eddie Murphy before I leave California, like if I'm driving somewhere, I'll go, Eddie Murphy, fuck you. And I'm going to walk away and see if he laughs. <laughs> I don't know, man. You are, you are, you are quite large, Jeff. He's not going to say very much. I think he'll just look at me and like either look away or I don't know, maybe run no, away. No, no, no. His, his answer would be like, he's like, damn, that was a big bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Richard James. Oh, man. Dude. Dude bitch. <laughs> but I think all the Spice Girls I don't know I haven't seen them lately but 
I'm pretty sure they all still look for fairly decent. I think I saw Posh Bice not too long ago because yeah, David Beckham uh, is still a thing and one of the greatest footballers of all what time. Is he, what, what is he doing these days? What is what is he? He isn't. He owns uh, the Inter Miami FC or whatever the fuck it's called of the MLS. Okay. I don't know what well, all those letters mean, but I'll just say okay. <laughs> yep he he owns a, he owns a football club. He's a brand ambassador and an all around good guy. He stood in line for like half a day to pay his respects to the queen. He could have pulled the I'm David Beckham card and gone to the front of the queue, but he said, no, I'm going to do it like everybody else. And he looked fucking dapper as hell waiting in line as well. So God bless you, David Beckham. <laughs> hey guys, I'm going to grab another beer real quick, but here's a picture of all the spice girls in the modern day. So they yeah. still look good. They all look good. Still holding yeah. and scary. We're just on the circle that show on uh, Netflix. Oh, shit. Yeah, they've been teasing a reunion again. Uh, fuck it. Dude, OSW Review did a uh, fucking video like review thing about the Spice World movie. I was watching that because I love that fucking channel, and the Spice movie World movie was fucking dumb as shit, and I remember seeing it when I was younger. And the wife walked in while I'm watching this, and it was the part where they were laying out, not commentating, so it just looked like I was watching Spice World. I had to answer a lot of questions. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not watching the Spice Girls movie. I'm watching these Irish dudes taking the piss out of the Spice Girls movie. So, and then she's like, but it's okay. She's like, no, it's okay. You can like them. I was a fan too when I was a little girl. I'm like, I, no, I'm not a fan of the Spice Girls. You, you have me confused with somebody else. It was a some Puerto Rican guy. I am a fan of OSW <laughs> Review. It's different. <laughs> Dude, it's fine if you had if you had your entire room plastered with all their posters. It's okay, all right. Just it, this is a safe space, Kendo. It's no, fine. Not, no, I didn't. I did. Like I said, there was the side peripheral knowledge of them because of the fact that the one was married to David Beckham and he played for Manchester United. Who today was Jersey Day at school and I wore my Manchester United shirt and I had kids flipping shit at me all day. And then especially after they fell on their ass in Europe tonight and got knocked out, then I had a bunch of kids flipping shit at me today. So I'm like, God damn, I can't win. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, I got a question for you guys. Do you want to sing the Manchester United football song? I know Nick <laughs> knows all the lyrics. Come on, guys, sing it with me. My baby takes, takes the, the morning, morning train. <laughs> To find me watching the Manchester United United football football team. team. The greatest team in all the land. land. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty good. Pretty fucking good. (laughs) Vinnie Jones for the win. That that guy is so underutilized. I swear to God. (laughs) Do you ever want to have a good time? Watch Vinnie Jones, you know, career highlights. That dude was fucking insane. You think he's like, a lunatic in his movies you should have seen him on the fucking football pitch like, oh, like there's, really? a very, dude, there's a very famous video of him grabbing this one guy named paul gascoigne right by the fucking balls and squeezing them in the middle of a match oh jeez yeah he was a nutter he was a nutter? what kind of bar is he well i guess it depends on what he's wearing jeff when he was playing, he played for Wimbledon, and I think they were blue and yellow, so he would be a Butterfinger. Yeah, Eurotrip Euro also has the best cameo in the in the beginning of the movie. Oh, with Matt Damon? Because <laughs> <laughs> out of fucking nowhere. Out of fucking nowhere. He sings a song. 
He's just like this this skinhead looking dude with a fucking tattoo on the side of his side of his face. Dude, the best part of that song is when he sings the line, I did her on his birthday, and the look on the fucking actor kid's face, just like that look of God fucking damn it. <laughs> that kid was whoever it was, I don't know if he's been anything else, but he was perfect for that fucking role. Oh, he was yeah. great. Uh, let's see what else he was in. I read a lot. Uh, see, there you go, Jeff. We were talking about something the other day and you know, films. We should watch Europe trip. Oh, there's a, uh, we should do that this summer. I'll brush up on my German. Because that is a that is a summer film. It is. Yeah, in Berlin. Uh, there's an article, where's Scotty from Eurotrip today? I'll spare you that because I don't think we really care. But his name was Scott Mekulowitz, and he was in such movies as Mean Creek, Peaceful Warrior, Cat Run, uh, and pretty much nothing else you've heard of. Eurotrip was his claim to fame. And yeah, good for him. I would say the most successful person from that movie is Jacob Pitts, but then I also remember that Matt Damon was in that movie, so that kind of negates it. But if you want to cancel that out, then yeah, the dude that plays Cooper has had like the biggest career. Me, I mean, also, well, well, I mean, don't don't forget Michelle Trachtenberg. Yeah, yeah. Hey, and the fucking where's the beef guy? That's the guy from John Wick. He's in a million other things. Oh I yeah, fucking uh, Miami Vice, number one new show. Name? Oh shit, yeah. Is that? I want to say Rad Shirtabaga or something like that because he was in. Yeah, that's him. That's him. That's him. Yeah, because he him. was in uh fuck uh Snatch. Yep. Yep. We call that Fanny around these parts, Kendo. <laughs> <laughs> um, TLJ Screwjob says, "When's the next watch along and what's the movie?" We don't have the date, but we're gonna do a double feature with a crossover with another YouTube channel for oh, fun. God. We're doing. I know what you did last summer. We mainly want to watch it for part two because of Jack Black with the, the dreads and the Rasta shit. So come out and get drunk. We're going to do Euro Trip. We're going to do big fun ones as well. And I'm probably, look, we're not going to commit to like, you know, tons of these like every day. That's that's too much for our livers. Believe me, we've tried. Yeah. College was yeah. fun. Nope. Mm-hmm. But um, we'll work some stuff out. Uh, maybe do some crossover stuff too around Indiana Jones. It's always a fun excuse to drink and watch Temple of Doom. Uh, maybe Dion will get drunk enough and sing his rendition of Anything Goes. Dion, would you mind? <laughs> Not Anything at all. That goes. sounds like a great fucking night. Yeah. He might even sing it as Yoko Ono. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, anything's possible during the summer of bullshit, folks. So That's make true. sure you join us live. And also make sure parties. you buy your beer glasses so you can drink with us. Yep. Yeah, go to shopwcbs.com. Yeah, right. That's one thing we are going to talk about more is the WCBS shop. We have a full, a full merchandise store with T-shirts that have ideas based on the show, like Aquamilf. Uh, you can also get some Stealing Solo shirts. You can get the WCBS hoodie, like our friend Darian217 wore to the meetup. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff on there. We're going to have new shirts this summer as well. I still promised you guys that uh, Exploding Motorcycle T-shirt. He's on his way. I mean, look, he's dead but the idea will get back before he comes back from the grave. I promise you'll get that shirt. But uh, yeah, go to shopwcps.com and get yourself something today. The beer glass gets you a shout-out every time. So all you need to do is buy the beer glass, tag us in the picture, and every drunk watch, you're going to get a shout-out because when you buy the beer glass, you're joining our drinking club. You're hanging out. You know, other places have mug clubs. Well, we got the WCBS Beer Glass Club. It's a beautiful tumbler featuring artwork with all of our faces on it done by me. And we have the glasses as well. So you can toast to us, we'll toast to you, and we'll have a good time. You know, it's like buying a bullshit or a beer. So, folks, go grab yourself one right now. ShopWCBS.com. Thank you, Joseph Fienowicz, in the chat. 
Um, that's true, TLJ Screwjob. We could just watch the movie sober, but what's the point? I think we all kind of want to at least relax a little. Speaking of relaxing, guys, uh, let's get a little relaxed. It's about that time of the show. Let's check in with the audience and hear what they have to say, because we have some fun, rousing games of Fuck, Mary Kill, as well as uh, other things to discuss, and we don't want the show to be four hours and 20 minutes long, even though it is 4.20. So, uh, who has not picked a number? Has anyone? Has everyone picked a number? I think so. All right, well, I'm going to pick a number. I'm going to pick number 37. Has the jury reached a verdict? Hold it! Billy! I need your help, man! All right! Axel! I'm sorry, we're all out of bananas. Axel? Don't go! Honey, wake up! What? Oh, I had that dream again. <laughs> what a great fucking cartoon. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kendo, you and I, honestly, this summer of bullshit, let's sit down and let's do... And Nick, you're obviously invited. You're part of the show, a founding member. We should do a Kevin Smith retrospective. We won't put it on YouTube. We'll put it on... Uh, membership we don't want to give him a heart Patreon. attack. Yeah, we don't want to give him a heart attack. Uh, we love the guy, and we're growing, so we don't want him to get upset. Like, oh, no, here comes number two, Elizabeth. I'm having a bigger one. No, no. please. You know, <laughs> We don't want to do that to our favorite director yes. of all time. I should have yeah. plenty of time this summer for something like that, and I can tell you all about that off air. But yes, oh, yeah. I did. All right, folks, expect a lot to join our Patreon page. We got a lot coming. Uh, so, Georgian, we just read yours. Here we go. Uh, Fuck Mary Kill, Lethal Weapons 1 through 4, John Wick 1 through 4, Die Hard 1 through 4, Fifth Doesn't Count. Uh, oh, fuck. Mm. I'm going to kill Die Hard 1 through 4, which is hard to do, but that's because Die Hard 2 is okay, and Die Hard 4 I don't like. Fuck you. Fuck even you. though the first one is incredible and the third one's awesome too. <laughs> um, but Lethal Weapon 1 through 4, there's not a bad movie in the bunch, and neither is the same thing with John Wick. Oh. John Wick's a whole lot, hell of a lot of fun, so I'm going to... Fuck that, but I'm going to marry Lethal Weapon 1 through 4 because those are four very solid movies, like the John Wick movies. At least I'm pretty sure because I haven't seen the fourth one yet. And um, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that one. I got, dude. I got. I got to go. The, the logic is sound. Um, unfortunately, I have to like kind of copy that. I think. I think I'll. I think I'll marry John Wick and fuck um, Lethal Weapon. I think that's my only difference. But yeah, that the logic is sound. This hurts because Die Hard is legitimately my third favorite movie of all time. Like, it's that high up for me. And I don't like any of these other movies as much as I like the first Die Hard. Like, it's that important to me. But, that being said, there is not a bad Lethal Weapon film. There is not a bad John Wick film. And there is Die Hard 2 that I have to consider. And I don't like Die Hard 2. It has terrible acting. It's stupid. It's only notable for the fucking TV edit of Yippie Kaye, Mr. Falcon. Like, other than that, I don't like that movie. But I Die Hard, 
man, my mom and dad saw Die Hard when she was pregnant with me, so I always make the joke, I was in the theater in the womb for Die Hard. Like, that movie and I go all the way back, literally. <laughs> I was at my grandparents' house being babysat for Die Hard because my parents went and saw it and left me there. <laughs> That's what we should do. We should do a whole documentary retrospective on where we were when Die Hard was released. And the first one's Dion. I wasn't born yet. And then that's it. And then we'll do Nick and Kendall and go, and I had the best story. And we just tell this weird, like, yeah, illustration. We could actually do that. We could do, like, hard. a retrospective of the 80s, like, big budget films, like the big awesome films of the 80s. And it'd be like, Kendall, where were you when Ghostbusters came out? I was one. So probably at home. <laughs> you could just draw a picture of, like, baby Kendo sitting there fucking getting clocked in the head with a rattle or something. I'm down. Uh, folks, anything's possible on World Class Bullshitters. Uh, Dion had to step away for a minute, but I will tell Dion to watch Gundam Witch for Mercury. It's starting to get nuts. I will recommend that. Um, oh yeah, I didn't give my answer. Sorry. I will. Uh, I'll marry Lethal Weapon. I'll fuck the, uh, John Wick, and I'll kill Die Hard. <sighs> Die Hard one and three are so great, and four is good too. I just Surprise, surprisingly I, four is good. Surprisingly four is yeah. good. Um. Adama, thank you very much. Just congratulations on 180,000. Special shout out to Dion for a great intro on tonight's show. It's me, Austin. Aw, oh, son of a bitch. So uh, let me get you that button since you requested that. Thank you very much uh, for joining us tonight on WCBS. And uh, here is your button. Who's that Pokemon? <laughs> think back in time when that storyline angle got paid off and there was such a deflation to it and you're like man they could never do anything this bad ever again <laughs> little most diddy. things are worse than it exactly it's like wow this was actually a, a great thing compared to what was coming down the pipe in hindsight we were so fortunate and we didn't even realize it yeah so Georgian says, press the secret button. Sure. Uh, we'll press the secret button for you. It's secret, but... Uh, you found my secret button. Lucky you. Lucky me. <laughs> Lucky all button. of us. Yeah. Mm, Dion has a secret button. <laughs> we won't press it on air, because we'll get banished. Uh, Shrubles08 says, since Dion wants more horses, I take the long horse and scary horse, please. I'll wait till Dion comes back. Nick, Kendo, remind me to press the buttons for Dion, because I want to torture him. People are like, hey, we want to scare Dion. All right, Dion's away real if quick. Only, if, only, <laughs> if only I could get like a like a U-Haul's truck worth of mannequins and put them yeah. around his house and have him wake up one day and just have to deal with that. Just walking around them slowly. Hey, the code word just... for playing the buttons will be, oh, nay, nay, sir. <laughs> Nene, whipping Nene, got it. Um, you know, Nick, you have access to a mannequin in some of your establishments. What you should do is you should grab one of those mannequins, and we'll drive it up to Dion's together and just drop it off during SummerSlam. I mean, nothing would be more glorious. I know the audience would love to watch this. We'll take it and we'll film us assembling a mannequin and putting it into Dion's bed. Ah. Uh, Oh man! No, 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 no! Whoa, no! What we should, what we should do is like, 
it's 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 it should be like him like half asleep or something like that. But like we should have it to where it's like face facing the corner and just sitting there, and he wakes us, wake up and deal with it. Or it's facing the door or whatever like that. So like you can't see his face; he doesn't know what it is. And he oh, has to kind of like him. Do, yeah, he has to get to the door <laughs> to get out. But the mannequin's like right there in front of the door with his face towards the door. He can't see it. <laughs> um. Well, that sounds, well, well, I know it sounds incredibly bad and like we're torturing our friend, but I don't know. You know what we should do is we should make it awkward. We should get him one of those mannequins that's kind of sexualized, so he's like definitely afraid but oddly turned on at the same time. We should really <laughs> fuck with him. It's like, bro, it's got nipples. What do you think? Oh uh, yeah. Oh god. Yeah, if I could yeah, if, if I could get a, like a few of them and have them just like truck throughout his entire house or whatever. And you should deal with them just like trying to get out of the house, you know, with all the mannequins there, that'd be fucking hilarious. So goddamn funny. Uh, Overkill161, thank you. Come on, Dion, and get it on. Let's do it. Ride my pony. Mm-hmm. My pony is named Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Overkill161. Uh, appreciate that. Mando, oh, sorry, Asato Fortune says, Mando reminds me of Hercules, The Legendary Journeys. Side quest and main quest, but you always followed Hercules. It was his show, unlike Mando. Asato Fortune, Hercules, The Legendary Journeys is a very important show to me. I grew up watching it. I love that show. I still get excited when it comes on. I agree, but it was Hercules' show. It was awesome. That's that's a big problem with all entertainment. They take a character and they, like, push them out of their own show. Like Indiana Jones five will probably be 30% Helena Shaw's movie. I don't care about her. I care about Indiana Jones. Like they, they do this thing in movies where they love to give us the characters that no one fucking cares about. But, uh, and nevertheless, they're obsessed well, with it. Well, I mean, it's the same thing that Disney did with, um, with, you know, the, the, with Leia and Luke and Han. It's like, they're using this as a bridge to perpetuate their own shit. But their own stuff sucks because it's, you know, their own stuff and they never get it over and it'll never make money and it won't. And even if they do another Indiana Jones or I don't know, the female version of it, nobody's going to go watch it because, you know, it's going to suck. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you, Asato Fortune. Uh, Now I want to watch Hercules. TLJ Screwjob says, well, looking through the phones to delete some photos, went back to 2021 when Mary was on the regular co-host. You had 170K because YouTube, it took you two years to get 10K, unlike some channels. Why the F? Well, TLJ Screwjob, it doesn't matter why. I mean, I do care, believe me. It should have happened. But you know what? We're here. And instead of looking back and going, God damn it, I'm here to go fucking finally. And it keeps on moving quicker. People don't see the numbers we do. It's like, hey, that was 1,200 in two days. Kick ass. So believe me, we're very excited here. You've seen the numbers go up. Everyone's excited. It's the, I can't really call it the return because we never stopped at all. Like the show never missed a beat. Videos never stopped. The only time it was slow is when I got the storyboard gig and I did that for the movie. Like, yeah, other than that, but TLJ Screwjob, just thank you for always being here. You've been here every week. You've been here as much as we have. So uh, thank you for that. But you know what? Let's just celebrate. We're not upset at all. Nick, we're going to be at 200000 before you know it. And then, Jeez. fuck, man, we're going for that half a million. Then we're going for the mill. Then the 10, and then we quit. We always said once we get 10 million subscribers, we'll quit. So if you want us to get off YouTube, <laughs> help us to get the 10 million subscribers. Come we'll on. Fucking quit Come tomorrow. on. Come on, Disney. Give us, give us 10 million subscribers. We'll quit. Yeah. Or ten million dollars each. We'll take a nice hefty retirement package. I think we deserve yeah, it. Yeah, they got. The yeah, they got. Yeah, they, they 
They fired some people. They, they can afford it now. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah. It would be cheaper for them to just pay off all the YouTubers than it would be for us to make content about their movies that'll lose even more money. Like, I say that as a joke, but I'm trying to plant the seed that someone goes, <laughs> oh, shit, these people are purchasable. Yeah, for... Oh, what was it? Ten million dollars a pop. None of their, no one in our audience would be upset. They're like, "Well, fuck, man, they got paid ten million dollars." Shit. If they I'll were upset, for a beer. I'd be like, "Hey, look, I'm taking my two and a half million, and I'm going to live a good life. You guys have plethora of entertainment you can go and get in the back catalog for. And if you really want to know my thoughts, check out my blog on MySpace." Kendall, you're, you just shortchanged yourself, buddy. It was ten million dollars per bullshitter. This is a oh, I thought it was dollar show. Okay, well, I thought it was we were, we were going to share that, which I mean, I would have still been happy with the two five. So you know. Oh yeah, I'm not greedy, but we're all getting ten each. Okay, well, so folks, I'm sorry, but if somebody's going to give me ten million dollars to shut the fuck up and go away, I'm going to. Yeah. Ask yourself this question: Would you take ten million dollars? Jeff, oh, ask yourself this question: Why don't we just take the ten million dollars each and then quit? And then resurface after the time of, you know, the contract that we sign wears off and then start a new channel all over again. I agree with that. <laughs> and I would suggest that we each take one million dollars away from the pot or that we each have and we make a pot of four million dollars. So when we restart the channel, we have a production budget of four million bucks. I think that'll help. We'll get a little studio. Oh, yeah, yeah. It'll, yeah, we'll stay. We'll stick it somewhere. It'll, you know, compound interest or something. Figure, figure yeah. that shit out. Oh, yeah. Fuck, oh, man. Uh, here we go. $10 million each. Uh, but thank you, TLJ, for your job. Thank you. Uh, Aurora Uplink sends in two. Would you watch a Favreau-Lucas joint film if Mandalorian? I like John Favreau enough that I'll pretty much watch what he's going to make across the board. I don't need George Lucas involved. I would actually rather just see John Favreau without any kind of uh, hindrance. Because the dude likes Star Wars. It's like the only thing that... He's the only guy that actually likes making Star Wars. It's like... I liked these yeah. movies when I was a kid, and now I get to make this show as an adult. I'm winning. Like, yeah, I don't need Lucas involved. I don't think George Lucas actually would add anything to the story, and I'm not trying to be contrarian. Yeah, I think I think he's past his he's past his time. Um, but no, I think I, I think I think Favreau, especially with the first, especially with the first season of of Mando, was was goddamn perfect. You had a bunch of fun shit in there. I feel like if you give him the money and just. <sighs> You know, not 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 full, not not like hundred percent. You know, full range, whatever. Just like un, like unlimited power or anything. That you know, definitely like random if he's getting too crazy. But like, give him the majority of you know, uh, of of the stake or whatever. I think he could do something really really fun and really good. But that'll never happen. Sadly, Aurora Uplinks also says Grubhub or hire a neighbor to go get beer and pizza. I can I can order pizza. Okay. <laughs> I think he's talking about Kendo. Oh, that's not an option where I live. Fuck, get serious. Get, let's get real here, folks. There's no <laughs> such thing as Grubhub out here. Alcohol is illegal to have out here. Technically, they're not going to bother me for doing it because I'm not going to be, you know, raising any alarm bells or doing anything that's going to draw any attention to myself. And um, yeah, there's literally one place to eat and two places now to eat in the area that I live in. And they both close at like eight. So, oh god, there you go. I wanted to order Mexican food last night, but every place closes at nine o'clock. It's like, all right, you know, because of all the looting. Every or the fallout from the atomic wars. (laughs) Yeah, that word again, heavy. 
<laughs> Anything with a heavy heart, I'll be leaving. Uh, anyway, moving on. Shrubbles Await says, Remember, Jeff, Nick, Dion, and Kendo, 80% of German soldiers in WW2 was fought in the Red Army. Uh, that's the way the West gave... That's the way the West gave away the Eastern Europe to Stalin. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, the Red Army was on the march, and in order to avoid fucking direct conflict with them, we had to, like, make some concessions, and unfortunately for us, we had a commie-sympathizing president that was willing to do it. Bastard. Yeah, also a bunch of other things with, you know, the the, um, the German scientists and all kinds of stuff like that, you know. Fun stuff. Hey, you Fun know stuff. what? That worked out okay for us because we got the really good ones and they helped us build the space program. <laughs> you know what? That's entirely fucking true. Because if you look at the space race between America and Russia, we really did have the good ones. Russia had yeah. the shitty ones. The ones like, like, they just you're, vodka there's the no longer like, Werner Von Braun. You are Warner Brown. Gonna come work for us now, and we're gonna forget that you were involved in any like you know bad stuff. We'll just call it that. You're gonna come. You're gonna help us, you know, build rockets and get to space, and uh, you know, really beef up that military infrastructure and get us into an arms race with the Soviet Union that we will win because we have absolutely more fucking you know supplies and less bureaucracy and you know red tape for people like you. <laughs> Besides, we. The Soviets were probably going to make them do the same thing, but under like slave-like conditions. We let them live a life of luxury. That's true. That's true. Go us. Um, TLJ Screwjob says, fuck, Mary kill. Heartbreak HBK feuds versus Jericho, Razor Ramon, and Psycho Sid. Easy. Kill Psycho Sid, fuck yeah. Razor Ramon, marry Jericho. Yes. I mean, WrestleMania 19 alone. Come on. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that one. The Razor feud was fucking incredible, but yeah, the Jericho shit kind of. Yeah, we'll give him that. Aurora Uplinks is next. Fuck Mary Kill from Xavier to God. Thank you very much for your generous super chat. He says Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin, Heath Ledger as the Joker, and Josh Brolin as Thanos. All right, so this is a three parter, guys. So that's the first one. I will. Fuck the. I don't want to be contrarian, but I'll say I'll fuck uh, Josh Brolin's Thanos, marry the Green Goblin, and kill the Joker by Heath Ledger. I'm over it. I've been over well, it for a long time. I mean, that kind of little bit of, uh, you know, life imitating art there. Um, kill the Joker. Mary Thanos and kill uh, fuck the Green Goblin, which sucks because I love Willem Dafoe, but yeah. Thanos was so great. Eh. Uh, I'll kill, uh, I'll kill Thanos, um, Mary Dafoe, and fuck uh, Joker. Love that Joker. Yeah, because mm. like oh, well, once again, regardless, once again, regardless of him dying or whatever, he I think he's still. He still brought once again. He brought the Joker to life in that in that movie, and I thought he did a wonderful fucking job. So, yeah, that's why I like it. Aurora, up. Oh, sorry. There's more to this one. There's also Tom Hiddleston's Loki, Magneto, and Ian McKellen. Oh, sorry, not Ian McKellen's. <laughs> Tom Hiddleston's Loki, Ian McKellen's Magneto, and Doctor Octopus, played by Alfred Molina. Uh, Mary knocked Doc Ock by Alfred Molina. Uh, fucking Magneto and uh, killing Loki. Which gotta go with that one. I do. I do. Hard to do because I like Tom Hiddleston. Same. 
So we're all in agreement there. Yeah. Uh, would you guys, Aurora Epling says, would you guys play a short anime vid I made now? Um, we can't really play the kind of stuff because the copyright, even stuff that's not copywritten, will yep. get a strike. Like these music tracks that I use. Remember I used to have those intros, folks, that I'd play like streaming at 830 and all that stuff. The reason I stopped is because we would get copy strikes or copy hits every time that we played that. Because sometimes YouTube stuff is not protected on other platforms and vice versa. So uh, Aurora Uplinks, what we're going to do is we're not going to be able to play anything like that just to avoid that because... As we're growing, we don't want to get a, a hit or a ding because that does... If you get too many of those in a row, too, it does affect your growth. So that's just one of the things with YouTube. Uh, yep, it's a finicky message. But I will check out your storyboarding video and shoot you a message back. Uh, Kendo, will you do me a favor and email that to me? Okay. Thanks. Yeah, Aurora Uplinks, love to check out your stuff. I just don't want to get hit with the channel, but I'll definitely uh, check that out. Dr. Coffinale says, it's 420. Don't forget to watch Up in Smoke. <laughs> it's a great movie. Good movie. Wonderful movie. Not my favorite stoner film, though. I think I'm going to go Harold and Kumar. Yeah, that one's really good. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, it, you, it is it is an adventure stoner movie. So, you know, they're constantly moving. Um, yeah, same I mean, with plus, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Yeah. They're on the move, which is the best part of that movie. When they run into the Scooby Doo gang. <laughs> I remember that. Oh shit! Do you know who did the voice of Scooby Doo in that movie? Who? Mark Hamill. Oh fuck! Yeah. Oh, right, by the way, ready, um, bro. by the way, um, what is it? That one comedian who who did the joke about being the fucking Russian machine, um, is having is doing the movie about that joke. Oh, uh, good Bert, for him. Bert Kreischer or whatever, I think. Oh yeah. Um and Mark Hamill plays his he plays his like drunken father in that movie. I saw I saw the trailer and I was like, "Fuck yes!" I love what Mark Hamill is and nothing like related to Star Wars. I fucking love it. Same. I liked him in Kingsman when he played the scientist that just got yeeted at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah, I wish. Yeah, I wish he wouldn't have got yeeted. That would have been nice uh, from the last bit longer. But yeah. Yeah, so, but that chick with those razor legs was crazy as shit. Like that was a she cool was, ass villain. She was crazy and she was hot. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Violence doesn't get me going, but hey, if it's your thing, I don't, I don't kink shame, bro. <laughs> uh, TLJ Screwjob says most overrated and most underrated Bond film. Okay, <sighs> okay. I say the most overrated James Bond film is No Time to Die. Yeah, okay. Any any, any yeah. Daniel Craig one is any all the Daniel Craig ones are overrated except for like maybe one or two. Yeah, definitely. But I'm gonna go with an unpopular opinion here. I'm gonna say Goldfinger. Ooh, no, I don't think that's unpopular on the channel. I think that's actually interesting to talk about. Because um, Goldfinger is say? a fucking great movie, but of the Connery movies, I would say Dr. No is better. I would say that From Russia With Love is definitely better. Uh, I would say Thunderball is better. Um, the only Ooh. one that wouldn't be better would be Yolt. I agree with 100% that Goldfinger is better than Yolt. I, so... It, Goldfinger is not my favorite Bond film. It's not even in my top five. But when I do want to watch a James Bond movie without committing to a lot of them, I put on Goldfinger and really just... It hits all the hallmarks for me. It's got the great villain. Yeah, it's man. got the it's, great shit. 
the fight at the end is bitching. And it and it's nice because it doesn't involve Spectre. The other ones all include Spectre. It's kind of a never ending web yeah. of espionage. Yeah, yeah. Doctor No Rush would love a Spectre. Goldfinger they don't think does. Plus, I mean it's it's like it's like mid sixties and like you're in fucking Miami in the beginning. You got a bunch of that, you know, like the this you know, the the coolness from that. Um him traveling the world and that you know that whole thing and uh Pussy Galore was fucking hot. I mean, it's just it it just hits on everything. It really does. Push it. Push it. Uh, I'm trying to give you my honest okay, an underrated Bond movie. Uh Honor oh. Majesty's Secret Service is underrated, I think, because a lot of people disregard that as being like the one James Bond who did the one movie. Yeah, yeah. there's that. If you have that opinion, please change it. Go watch that movie, and then go watch a Becoming Bond on Hulu. Fucking and then great tell us thank you afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Because you know you're yeah. going to be so grateful. <laughs> yeah. I was say, I mean, I'm looking at the tomato meter, you know, list of all 27 ah, don't, Bond movies. Fuck, fuck the no, tomato no. meter. No, no, no. Because here's the thing. Would you like to guess what number 20 – I'll give you number 26. The lowest rated one is A View to a Kill. Okay. Uh, Okay. Then comes a man with the golden gun. Then octopusy, which so that's fucked up because that should be up. The I don't bottom. know. I kind of, I, I kind of like man with the golden gun. I like, I like that. I like that a little bit. It's, it, it's, it's a fun movie. But number twenty three with only a fifty one percent is the world is not enough. So that makes me think. Oh, well, fuck. maybe that's underrated because that's awesome. And right above that is with fifty seven percent and twenty two spot. Tomorrow never dies, which is below die another day, which makes what? absolutely no sense because that's the worst of the Brosnans. Yeah, and then somehow the Moonraker is in twenty. Yeah, the the tomato meter's all fucked up. Although Spectre clocks in at 18th, so that's funny. And then Quantum of Solace is right above it. So even the Daniel Craig ones are getting kind of shat on, except for the other two that are higher up, because GoldenEye is only 10th. No Time to Die is 7th. How about that? Skyfall is 5th. I wouldn't put it that high, but it's the best of the Craigs. All right, what's what's one? Number one. Goldfinger with a 99%. That's why I, that just backs up because I was already thinking that. And then when I clicked on this, because I was like, I wonder who else rated these things. And then Rotten Tomatoes popped up. I wonder what they've got. And they had Goldfinger at 99% with a bullet. I'm like, yeah, that's definitely overrated. I love that movie. It's very good. But I would say, because when you ask, like, if you ask a casual person about Bond movies, Goldfinger always comes up because that's the one that they know the most. Of the older ones, yeah, because it's yeah. the most accessible. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what is it? I recently watched a documentary. I think on Prime about the music. Oh, that was wonderful. Oh, I need to watch that. I'm behind. I did the Star Wars one about ILM. That was great. Anybody like special effects? But I got to watch the Bond one, dude. Um, half of those people are all. Most of those people are dead. That did the Bond music. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, and, and anybody who's who's currently alive, they talk about it. And I think, I think. Um, the broccoli's making an appearance as well. Oh, hello, Barbara. Um, I for- I forgot to give my opinion of the most underrated Bond movie. I was actually going to say A View to a Kill is not as bad as most people say. No, I it's like the M- I call it the MTV James Bond movie. It really Octopussy <laughs> and uh you not you only live twice. Octopussy and For Your Eyes Only are very dated. They don't fit in with other 1980s films meaning by 1983 you know people are watching national lampoon's vacation and you got 
you know, Eddie Murphy's coming up. He's a year away from Beverly Hills Cop. Like, action movies have evolved. Schwarzenegger's on the scene. But Bond was kind of old and dated. But A View to a Kill tapped into, like, everything that was cool in the 80s at that oh, yeah. perfect time. The song from Duran Duran. You had Grace Jones. You had Christopher Walken. You had, like, young appeal, sex appeal. And it's it's an awesome story. It's, it's very, like, just fun. It, I will say this, too. And this is why it's underrated in my eyes. It's the best send-off for any James Bond actor. No guy has had a better final film than A View to a Kill. Because you only live... Or, sorry, Diamonds Are Forever sucks. Sorry, if you like that one, no no, no offense to you. But I hate that fucking movie. Not that great. Uh, View <laughs> to a Kill, license, license to Kill is... I think License to Kill is a very overrated James Bond movie, too. Because, again, that feels dated as shit. You wanted to make yeah. a James Bond cocaine cowboy movie? You should have made that in 1984. Not nineteen eighty nine. I couldn't. I could. I couldn't. Once again, I couldn't imagine. Couldn't imagine doing. Actually, you know what? That, that should be what they do for the next James Bond movie. Have James Bond do do a Cocaine Cowboys one now, and like and do it in like eighty style. Do that shit now. I love that. That would be, dude. That'd be so fucking wild. Oh my god, it'd be great. Yeah. Do 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 do. Also, also looking at the cast for, for a View to a Kill. You said Christopher Walken, Grace Jones, uh, Patrick McNeely. Oh, um, yeah, Patrick McNeely. Yeah, uh, also Dolph Lundgren. Jeez, man. Yeah, he had a small cameo in uh, just one scene. Yeah. Um, Tanya, Tanya Roberts. Or sorry, Sixty Seven. Yeah. yeah. She was, dude, Tanya Roberts was, she's one of the best looking Bond girls. Yep. Big fan. May she yeah, rest man. in peace. Oh, yeah. Midge from that 70s show. Talk about a TV milf. Yep. Anyway, we'll talk about that next week. Um, here we go. I drink Therefore I Am since in a very generous super chat. Kendo, please say this loudly. Unleash the Kraken. <clears throat> Seattle over Colorado in five. While I would love um, to see that happen, I would love to see Colorado get fucking dropped in five. Uh, Seattle's up one to nothing right now. I think the game's, the series is, or series is one game to none. Uh, it's two to two going into the third, and unleash the Kraken. <laughs> uh, you thank you i drink therefore i am good to see you man uh thanks for everything it was an awesome time hanging out in texas hopefully we get to see you again in the future uh up next we have uh, a couple more adama says fuck mary kill early metal edition deep purple black sabbath and led zeppelin <sighs> kill deep purple uh fuck led zeppelin even though i like them the most on this but the thing is they didn't write tunes that everybody liked they left that up to the bgs and <laughs> mary black sabbath because their metal sound is what went on to inspire and create most of the metal that came afterwards hmm. well said sir nick um reagan, reagan with a landslide yeah <laughs> um i'll say I'll marry Zepp. I'll marry Black Sabbath. Fuck Led Zeppelin and kill Deep Purple because Smoke on the Water is just that. Smoke on the Water. And also, fuck Mary Kill, 80s Metal Edition, Motorhead, Pantera, and Slayer. Oh, okay. Uh, fuck Motorhead. Uh, and just because of personal choice here, I'm going to marry Slayer and kill Pantera, which somebody's already done that. Already a couple of times. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> bag Daryl, may you R.I.P. <laughs> that was mean. Kendo. I'll go. I'll, I'll go with that, Kendo. I'll go with that. That's uh, that. That seems like a good way to go. 
I will marry Motorhead because they're the only band of these three I actually like. Like, I really love Motorhead. That's that's one of those bands I wish I could see perform, but sadly, Lenny's passed. Or Lemmy has passed away. Lenny, who's the fuck's Lenny? Lenny's anyway. dead, too. Yeah, Lenny. <laughs> so sad. And um, that means I'll fuck Pantera and kill Slayer. I don't. At least Pantera has a couple songs I enjoy. TLJ Screwjob, thank you, thank you very much for your generous super chats, all of these in a row. I could have gone to an event where someone spoke about uh, Operation Paperclip, scientists coming here to New Jersey, but they put the register here, stuff after the person's five-paragraph history, so I missed out. Hate that. That would have been uh, interesting as fuck to go, to go to something like that, holy shit. Yeah, that's history. Yeah, especially getting the the in the in depth stuff instead of just reading a Wikipedia page. That'd have been awesome. Because I'm always because like once again I'm a, I'm a big space dude, so that kind of falls into that whole thing of like of that era. Like you know that's that's what they did to you know to get ahead. It was crazy. Yeah, Werner von Braun, his whole rocket team was responsible for designing the Saturn V's. So mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. Yeah, if you, I, I know there's a long form documentary. It's like an hour or two uh, on Apollo 11, and when you just like see what they've done, and like even even before the launch, I think there was like a fucking fuel valve that that was that was frozen or something. They had to like loop around it or whatever. Like it almost fucked up the entire mission. It was crazy. Uh, that whole the the whole mission of them going on the moon and coming back was just like insane. Um, and just the level of technology and the things they had, the people they were sending up there, it's just like, it's, it's, we're, we're really lucky with, with what, what happened and, you know, everything that went on because like, it, it, it's, when you look back at it, it's like they were using duct tape and toothpicks to put everything together. Honestly, it was crazy. Can't believe they went into space with just duct tape, man. That shit is truly. Versatile. I mean, like, I mean, well, yeah. Cause like, once again, like once again, it was truly a race because you're trying to advance technology so quickly and you have like. It's it's the fucking sixties. Like, there's only like limited shit there. And yeah. You're trying to fight fight the. <laughs> fight we get to the, the moon and back on shit that is less powerful than like a fucking calculator nowadays. Yeah, it's yeah, it's wild to think about that, man. It really is because I think they had like four kilobytes of memory. I could be mm-hmm. wrong. Please, somebody. Unless you're one of them fucking idiots that thinks, oh, they didn't go to the moon. They did it on its own, dude. Shut up. Yeah, go fuck yourself. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I, have, I, I have no, I have, yeah, I have no time in my life for somebody's like, oh, we didn't go to the moon. It was staged. Like, mm, just go fuck yourself. Um, the the amount of the amount of people they did, especially if you watch the movie called Do the Right Do the uh, the Right Stuff or Do the Right Stuff. Those guys that mm-hmm. I think did the Mercury missions. I could be wrong. Um, uh, they the testing they did for the for the for that stuff was was crazy. And it took, um, I think one of the guys like um, even got into some shit because the, the 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 door popped open before he could get out of it or something, or before there was a, a the, the the helicopter was attached to it, so the whole bell or whatever the ship like sank into the ocean. And then oh, financial years later, that it wasn't his fault, and it didn't. And there was a problem with the detonation of the door that um, you know he didn't pop it open. You know, what before it was supposed to, it was just the way the the wiring was because that's how things that's how new things were. Like the wiring on each ship was like individual to itself, and they could they kept trying to copy it. But you had people like it was basically trying. People were trying to were build, build, building things by hand, you know, to go into space all the time. It was wild. What the hell was that? I don't know. I think it was Dion. Oh, um, it's just so crazy how 
technology got us there. Like, I'm not going to be redundant because you guys made those great points, but I love that's my one of my favorite parts of history, just like reading and learning more about the space race. Because if if you ever want to take a trip down to Cape Canaveral, we'll go and we'll go to that museum. Like, sold, dude. Yeah, it me is too. just. Just like once again, when you look at the technology, like what once again, what you have in your pocket when you go there and you look at what they had, the vast difference is insane. Even what was it? I read something. What was it? The Wright brothers flight was in like 19, I think, what is it, 1903 or 1906? Yes. 1903. And then we went to, yeah, 1903. Okay, thank you. And we went to space in 1963, 1969. I forget. A human's lifespan of a difference where we went from from just getting off the ground to going into space it gets wild to think about that it is you know i mean what other achievements are left i don't know destroying the uh i mean we can know. always go back to the moon again people are like well if we went to the moon how can we stop going uh it's expensive to go to the fucking moon yeah we did everything that technologically we could do at the point at that point to give you an idea, the SLS that's the new spaceship now is I think it's one and a half billion dollars to to launch it. You know? So and they have they have three more missions out of it. I think the second one is to get a crew in there to loop around the moon and then come back. The third one is to land on there, and I think the fourth one is to like finally establish um a colony. Intergalactic on the dominance. Moon. Intergalactic oh dominance. shit, a colony? Yeah. yeah, they wanna they they wanna they wanna right. they wanna Cold make it. Yeah, they want to. They want to. Uh, they they want to put a uh, bone. Put people on there permanently. They have. Um... I have a few suggestions of who they can take. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the cast of the view put them on the moon. Oh Jesus Christ! You're not kidding. Uh, I'd watch even, it then. Well, there's even there's even like um what is it a, what is it the lunar gateway thing that's going to be a space station kind of like the ISS that's going to loop around the moon that's going to like. People from uh, the the spaceship from the moon will be able to shoot up to that and then shoot back to Earth and come back. It's going to be like their 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 toll road, their highway kind of thing of getting people um, to the moon and back down, you know, efficiently. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's the that's what they're saying. That's what they're hoping for. But you know, especially with uh, the, what is it? The Starship launch this morning didn't didn't go too well. Oh, uh, we watched that in first hour. What happened? Uh, it blew up. Oh, it shit. took it took off. Like, it, like, I th I think from what from what they've said is like the whole thing for it was for it to lift off. It tried to separate, but it didn't separate. No, it was oh. cool though. They had like cameras inside like the rocket where it could separate and everything, so you could watch it happening. But the my favorite part was they had like this little like Chiron on the bottom that was showing you like its altitude and its speed and everything. But it also had like the uh, trajectory, so you could see how, like which at the angle the rocket was pointed and when it started to go fucked up they took that thing off because <laughs> it was going and all of a sudden it kind of like flipped over and started to kind of tumble a little bit and like swerving around and they uh they just kind of took that little part off and kind of blurred the image a little bit you couldn't see it as good and then all of a sudden it just goes yeah i mean you could you, you you could even see from an angle where you could see the rocket engines like a lot of them just didn't turn on and then towards one part, you could see one on one on the very outside, like fail and fire up and flare, and you know, just poof, it all went. So, but uh, I mean, like I might have to go check out the footage. Yeah, but I mean, once oh, again, like 
Yeah, but I mean, once again, this is Elon Musk. I mean, this is a guy who, who, like, you know, like, what is it? A few, like, I want to say, ten years ago, is like, oh, I want to land a, the booster on like a moving barge, and everyone's like, haha, fuck you, you can't do it, and he's done it ever since. Yep. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to check this out and get caught up in the world of science. You guys are always ahead of me, so I need to. Uh, um, highly, highly recommend Scott Manley for space stuff. He's he he's excruciatingly detailed, but he's really good at what he does. So, be, be prepared That's what for I that. Want. Yeah, be prepared for that. Like you will kind of get bored, but like he's extremely knowledgeable and does a good job. So oh, he's like leap with beer. There you go. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, channel dad Brian Leap. There's a deep cut for our anniversary of <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm sure we've done episodes Yay. on 420 before, folks. So, um. Let's see. Up next, we have TLJ Screwjob. We just read that one, actually. Uh, he says, Mark Hamill's best role, and why is it Cockknocker? Oh <laughs> uh, it is Cockknocker, and it's never not going to be Cockknocker, so there you go. <laughs> there, There is one he did in, like, what is it called? Brigsby Bear or whatever, or Brigsby, where he plays a guy who, kid, who like kidnapped, a, kidnapped a, a, a kid or whatever and took him to like live in the desert and told the kid, it's like, oh, never leave this facility because like the earth outside, the where outside is toxic. So the kids in like the spacesuit, like in the middle of the desert, <laughs> just living his life. And eventually, when he's like twenty one or twenty, whatever they got, he gets found, and the people get arrested. But what's happened is that Mark Hamill's character and like the the wife as, as well have made tape after tape after tape of like the Sesame Street thing just for this one kid, just for him. And they're, they're like hours upon hours of this thing. And the kid's like, oh, can I get those tapes back? Because like they were part of my childhood. And so him, so he gets them all and he puts them all on YouTube for people to watch. And then he's like, oh, I want to make a movie about this. And he makes a movie about it. And um, it was, it, it, it's a really like funny, quirky, like heartfelt movie. It's a, it's a lot of fun. What's it called? I want to check it out. Let's see. Briggs. Uh, let me check. Briggs and Stratton. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what it is, Kendo. Um, while we looked that up, um, TLJ Screwjob, this might be the comment of the night. Given Bond's Japanese and you only live twice, wouldn't it be, instead of Yolt, wouldn't it be Yort? Oh, oh yeah. God. <laughs> ah, you only live trash. Uh, uh, Jeff, it is called Brigsby Bear, B-R-I-G-S-B-Y Bear, 2017. Oh, I know that. I've heard of that movie. Yeah. I've never seen it, but yeah, I've heard of the name. Yeah. Um, thank you. Aurora Uplink says, Jeff, do you want the story... Uh, or to guess from watching. In terms of your storyboard, uh, let me guess. Because that's the whole point of knowing something or seeing something visually. Like, that's my goal with all the comics. Like, with Wokebusters, you don't really need, like, you need the dialogue to get the jokes and everything. But, like, you're able to tell exactly what's going on and emotions and tell the story. And I think that's cool and fun to do it that way. So, Aurora Uplinks, uh, don't tell me and I'll guess. But, uh, yeah, I'll we'll get back to that. TLJ Screwjob says most underrated and overrated Bond villain. Oh, okay, underrated. Uh... Kojak. Oh, he's a great Blofeld. I think he's the best Blofeld. Uh, the okay, overrated is is the villain for fucking Moonraker. Yes. Oh, Hugo yeah. Drax. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That's who it was. Actually, uh, fucking what's his name? Renard. From yeah. the world of he's kind of underrated because like his whole thing is he's gonna die anyway so he doesn't even give a fuck anymore so like 
what's what what is Bond killing him going to accomplish? He's a nihilist. He's like Yuli. I guess. <laughs> um, who's overrated? I think Silva from Skyfall is overrated because he's just the Joker from The Dark Knight. But uh, <laughs> underrated villain is Elliot Carver because I think people shit on that character, but he's the most realistic James Bond yeah, ever yeah, because he's cool. fucking more, real. Yeah, the more we get into it, it's kind of like, oh shit, he is like the fucking the real one. It's uh, it's yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um. And then who else is there? I've, I've given both of mine. So thank you, TLJ Screwjob. Love the James Bond questions. Adama says, okay, guys, honest question here. With all this AI stuff in the news, how long will it be before Judgment Day actually happens and the machines rise up and kill us all? Next year. Yeah. yeah. I give it, I, I give it, I give it about that. Because isn't it Moore's law of like technology advances every 18 months or some shit like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, next next year seems about right. I mean, we're already we're already at ch- at, at Chat GPT four. There's literally a, a website where you can go and look at all the AI tools all at once. It's fucking weird. Can you send me that link? Um, yeah, I'll do that right now. Actually, cool. Um, it's yeah, it's it's wild. There's so many now that they have a website dedicated to it. Um, but just like the the stuff you can do, the stuff you can um, read about, um, all the little w- weird ass prompts you can give Chat GPT, like it's. Dude, I've been playing around with Snapchat just got an AI and I was fucking around with it yesterday. I'm going to send you guys screenshots of the conversation I had with it. Well, it was was funny because it was funny because I remember when they first came out when when I was updating the software and it said, oh, for for 20 bucks, you can you you can get an AI assistant for for Snapchat. I'm like, I'm not going to fucking pay for it. Um, and then like, I think now it's free cause they want everybody on it. I'm just like, uh, I don't know <laughs> when, when social media gets us, uh, an AI, I always worry because like, they're going to get even more information from me now. <laughs> oh dude. I was talking to it. Like I was somebody else. I kept telling it how much I love tennis and I have a big match coming up this weekend. Like I've never played tennis in my life, but you know, I get to be a, that's like me with all my... the fucking uh, spam chatters that I sent you guys the screenshots of. Oh Yeah. I love that shit. So do I. The only thing is now my new phone blocks all of it. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, thank you, though, uh, Adama. The real answer, I don't think... Or they gave a real answer. I just, I think we'll be okay for a while. I don't think the AI well, is any, as smart as we think it is. Well, and, and even then, and anyth- anything we have in the public, you know, the, the private sector and the government's probably had for, like, over, at least 10 years. So, think about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where are we at? Uh, Shrebels08 says, The original Apollo 1 crew had to use hex head screws to close the door that took 90 seconds to open. It was due to the explosive door opening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of... Yeah. Yeah. That was... Uh, yeah, that was that, that was a bad day. Um, but no, they're like, yeah, it just... just Yeah, if you... Yeah, what is that? Things like The Right Stuff or whatever is a good movie to watch about that kind of... The era of like them get the era of them testing it constantly um, and stuff uh, and how everything they did, but like once again, just just the sheer magnitude of what they were doing, and with everything they had, limited resources, technology, things like that, it's just a wonder of what of what everything that came from it. It really is. Yeah, um, it's it's wild. Yeah, and it the shitty part about those three guys burning up on the training pad uh, ended up 
leading to all sorts of innovations that they came up with. And that's why we never lost anybody else in space. Yeah, if you notice, yeah, if you if you ever hear the the, the whenever they whenever they fuel the tanks uh, on a on a on a launch, they'll say like a few like fueling abort rockets first. And um, I know on the Falcon Nine, they're like on the side of the the shuttle the shuttle part. On the SLS, it's the top tower that have little jets out of it. And uh, if there's ever an abort, and people are in there. It'll shoot to one side. I think it's like. They did it one time, I think. I think they had to do it one time in the 80s or whatever, or in the early 90s, and it was like they pulled 15 G's. Like they fucking just, like, they were out. They were, they didn't feel good when they woke up, but they were alive. Like it, it was, it's insane how fast it shoots and like how far it goes. Like it's, it's crazy. Dude, old school space travel is just like, holy shit, I can't believe these guys had the balls to do it. It's just, and that, we'll see, that's why, that's why they were all um, Air Force test, Air, Air Force pilots, because like they could take the G's. They were used to it. Because back then, I think, I think the Saturn V pulled six G's back then. Now I think whatever we have pulls three. I could be wrong. Once again, somebody please correct me. Um, and that's like, that's, that, that's where we're at now. But Ooh. also, also, here's another wild thing DARPA. If you know what that is, is yep. uh, is going to test nuclear ro- nuclear fuel uh, rockets here soon. So, oh, uh. don't, yeah, don't yeah. I, I I understand that's a four letter word, but like, there we've used we've used nuke, uh, nukes in space before. The oh, I current, just meant DARPA. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, DARPA. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's wild stuff, man. It's fascinating where we are in technology and science, and then how stupid society's become. It's like, we don't deserve half the shit we have. Give us a reset. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Aurora Uplink says, The Big Red One, amazing Mark Hamill movie. Intense. Yes. The Big Red The only only gripe I have with that movie is there's a part where they come on, uh, come across a special camp that uh, people back then had in certain parts of Europe, mostly... uh, commandanted by Germans and uh, the guy decides to, he finds a German and he's going to shoot him and kill him and he's got an M1 Grand and he shoots him about 20 times without reloading. That gun only does, you can only shoot eight and you hear a loud cling. Mm-hmm. So, that's my only gripe in the movie. Yeah, they, they fucked that part up. But other than that, it's a good movie. Yeah, I remember that. I only know that from Call of Duty. That's the only, only reason I know that. <laughs> So, guys, I think we've reached the end of the show. Three hours is the magic number tonight, not 420. Sorry, folks. But, uh, yeah, we hit everything we wanted to cover and talk about, and it's been a lot of fun. You guys have uh, definitely controlled this fan-controlled episode. You have given us a lot of fun topics to talk about. New, modern history, the hottest women of the 90s. I think we covered a lot yeah, of really, tonight's show. We really went through it, didn't we? And the gamut. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And in record time, like I said, I don't think this show had any fat on it tonight. It was a lot yeah, of fun. It was, it was fun, yeah. It was a flat mignon. Oh, yeah. Loudy style. Mm. <laughs> the best kind. Yes. I. Uh, you know, the only thing I'm going to do to celebrate 420 is actually allow myself to eat some crazy meals. So maybe I'll get off here and order that pizza. There you it's go. Not bad. It's too late. Not bad. Oh, really? Uh, sometimes they close. Like some of the good places aren't on Uber Eats, and they only offer like slice delivery, and it stops at a certain hour. So. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. First world problem, which I won't have when I go back to Ohio. That's true, man. That's true. In my Jeep. I'll just drive it everywhere to pick up pizza. There you go. Anyway, um, 
uh, Xavier to God got one of the Snapchat AI messages. Spooky stuff. So, folks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, join us over on, uh, well, this is YouTube, so just check out our content on YouTube. We've been having a lot of growth, so thank you to all of our new subscribers. Thank you to our new members. Thank you to our new patrons. Uh, we didn't actually have new patrons this week, but thank you to all of our patrons, as always. Uh, folks, we appreciate that you help us keep the lights on and grow WCBS into the international venture we're always going to be. And, uh, yeah, folks, come hang out with us. Our next meetup will be at the Cincinnati Comic Expo on the third weekend of September. I'll be there. I'll have art prints. I'll have some stealing solo, maybe some kits and art. I'll try to sneak that into the show because I'm just a bad guy like that. And uh, <laughs> you'll, have to have, you'll have to know the secret handshake for tits and art, though. <laughs> yeah, just just ask. Just say, hey, you got any yeah. copies of tits and art? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, the secret we, we, word we, of the day is just please. Yeah, yeah, we are going to try to sneak in alcohol as well and make that a party. Uh, that should be fun. Yeah. Now, we're looking into the Horror Hound situation because there are two more Horror Hound conventions, and I'd like us to work both of them. That is the WCBS Fun Show. Because the thing is, we get to take the convention and print the art to sell all that fun stuff, but we also get to have fun, and it's a much more relaxed environment. So, folks, we were going to make that happen. Uh, we're just on the lookout for the table sign-up link. But uh, now that we're going back to the Midwest, we'll definitely be at more shows. And uh, I'll be even branching out, Nick. I'll do Spooky Empire. I'll do all kinds of fun stuff. We'll go down Shit, to man, Texas if you do Spooky Empire, let me, right let, me fucking, let me fucking know. Yeah, we'll do them all together, dude. We, yeah, look, Spooky Empire is uh, in, in Florida, man. I'm down for that. Well, WCBS will venture down to the uh, land of Florida, man. <laughs> also, um, there's, uh, there, there's Days of the Dead here in Atlanta in, like, in February, at the beginning of each year, just so you know, so... Oh, uh, I'll start doing that show. I'll come hang, hang with you for a couple days. Yeah, man. And uh, work the shows, bro. It'll be a fun time, folks. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's exciting. It's exciting. Get back into WCBS. Make us a part of your everyday life. We're here every day. All right, so folks, uh, let's see. What is there to tell you about the channel this week? We're going to have a video coming out about Mandalorian channel review plus a regular video. Uh, going to be doing more artwork so be on the lookout for some more woke busters pages like i said on the high council i have an inker now we actually have shared the page on twitter of my pencils the new inker and our colorist so now the team is going to move forward we're going to get the book out to the end of the year for you uh for the new ghostbusters movie christmas and all that fun stuff and we're going to be doing a trailer and we're going to be doing new promotion to build awareness of woke busters so what you guys can do to help us out is just spread the word or get yourselves a copy if you haven't grabbed one yet but uh, there'll be more information. And it's the final WCBS comp that features the guys. It's our last parody for a little while. Stealing Solo was a great success. Wokebusters is a work in progress. And after that, who knows? The sky's the limit with uh, with me and all this stuff. But you're going to want to get in on this Wokebusters action because it's a lot of fun. It is the funniest comic book you're going to find. It makes fun of everything. Left, right, center, and all of it. It's just a great book. It's not about the politics. It's not about the wokeness. It's about a story. And Wokebusters has a story like never seen before. So, folks, check that out, wokebusterscomic.com, uh, titsandart.com to get yourself a copy of that book, and shop wcbs.com to get yourself covered in the nicest merchandise you can find here on YouTube. Now, uh, I'll be back next time with more. But in the meantime, folks, be smart, be safe, be cool, but always be excellent to each other. Dot com. Oh, yes. And, folks, even though he's not here, Goodbye. From Dion Green. <laughs> <laughs>